You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. What accent was that? Come on, <laughs> I want to know. I just gotta, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I was going to yes, Andrew, but I was like, I don't know that I can do that voice. <laughs> it would just be a letdown. <laughs> um, question, who sings that song and who is the band accompanying that singer? I thought you made up that song. Like, yeah, it was literally. Kate, you're life. right in the right headspace here. I can't believe, first of all, Troy, I can't believe that's the question. Because my statement was going to be, one of the things that impresses me the most about you is that for each of these intros, you sing a Christmas song that I have never heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, you've heard that one. It's in many, many Christmas movies. You just, it was impossible to discern from whatever weird accent. Was <laughs> Is out. there a weird it was accent? Like spin. It was like a yeah, spin. Yeah, you were like doing like out. a Norwegian spin. I, like, yeah. I, I, didn't, I felt like I was just being me. Uh, <laughs> that Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That's uh, obviously uh, very well known from that movie. Uh, it's Darlene Love. With the E Street Band behind her. Oh, oh I love the E Street, Street Band. You can't say Darlene Christmas love. without Darlene Love, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> you, do you, have you I, I assume, as a devotee of Christmas music, you have the, uh, the Phil, that, that Phil Spector Christmas album, which has all those amazing tracks, like the Ronettes and I, the Darlene Love and everything. But then you get to the weird track where the, with the creepy message from Phil Spector that comes on. I have not listened to that. No, I, uh, I mean, I have all those songs individually, but yeah, I haven't had the creepy Phil Spector voice. Skid, I imagine you're a big Darlene Love fan. Didn't she always do Letterman, Chris, the, the final show before Christmas on Letterman? She'd come out and sing, uh, never heard that name before in my life. Come on. (laughs) Are you thinking of David Sanborn? No. Uh, she did every single, uh, like I think it was, um, she would sing Christmas, baby, please come home on Letterman every year. Uh, like the last show before Christmas. Uh, and then like the year he retired, she came back. I was like, she's done it for like 15 years or 20, however many years. And we're bringing her back for the last one. I, you of all people, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I, if it was, if it didn't happen during the NBC era, I, I wouldn't know. <sighs> it's a marshmallow world. You she's guys. in the rock and roll hall of fame. I'm glad. I'm just trying I tried. to bring a little I was thinking about cheer. you the other day. I was thinking about you the other day Me because we shower, were... Touching yourself. Oh, God, that makes me so sick just thinking of it. Uh, um... <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, uh, I was talking to my wife about Christmas decorations and uh, when this is all going down, when we're going to put the outside decorations up because it's it's a bit of a cold snap here for the next seven Ooh. days or so in uh, in the Northeast. And I was curious if yours are already up. Is, you, is your whole house already lit uh, from outside? Like, oh, uh, 
the house is pretty well decorated on the inside. I've got lights up on the inside all throughout the house. Um, the way we like to do it is we keep the kitchen uh, harvesty Thanksgiving themed until Black Friday. Then that turns over. So I've got like six boxes downstairs ready to come up. But I've already brought up six. In terms of outside lights, uh, two days ago on the 15th, as is tradition, I did the lights along our white picket fence. And then this weekend, I will try not to die as I hang them on my house um, because it's it's pretty scary. I have a ladder that I have to stand on the top rung to get to two spaces, and it's just like rickety. And I'm, I always think like – this last year, I was like, if I fall, I'm going to die. Not just break my leg, I'm going to die. But it's Christmas. Um, <laughs> it is so scary. When I get up – so I got this ladder, and – uh, it's new, and I'm I'm excited about. It. I did some gutter cleaning this fall up high, and I didn't like it. I was very scared. I'm, I'm scared of heights naturally, but when I get up on this thing, I'm like, this is a new ladder. It was not cheap. It's a good, well made ladder. But really, all that is holding you is like two pieces of metal that are like this thick. Yeah, and they just they they go into this little slot, and if that thing just gives for any reason, it's just and it's either paralyzed or dead. You know, those are the two options. So it is so so damn scary. It's very, very scary. It was easier to take them down than put them up. But I felt like last year, the pro- I was going to hire somebody. And the guy came and was like, yeah, we can do it for about $7,000. I'm like, fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, I remember you lights. saying on stream, you were like, I'm just going to pay somebody to do it. I was yeah, like, that was my that plan. not the holiday spirit. Yeah, it's not Nicest the guy spirit. in the world came, gave me an estimate. It was like seven grand. I was like, yeah, well, I'll be in touch. Because <laughs> uh, the lights are expensive. And so last year I did it. And a lot of it was just like, I can't reach the ladders rickety. Now I feel like I've got a system. Uh, so those will go up this weekend. And then we have a giant. 20-foot tall Santa that goes on the lawn. That'll probably go up on Sunday. How does um, Is that a blow-up, John, or is it like a huge plastic Santa? It's a blow-up, John. Um, yeah. You know, it, it inflates every day at 4.30 p.m. So, like, now it's so dark in Westchester. <laughs> every day it's just like... Wait, it's <laughs> yeah, everything on a timer. Like, oh, my God, I didn't is, know that's how those worked. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. You don't want to pay for the electricity all day long. <laughs> yeah, no, the, you see our bill. It's just like oh uh, in, in National Lampoons when it's, like, spinning <laughs> the, the meter. Um, but... Uh, well, I was thinking about getting some more blow-ups this year. We'll see. Uh, the Santa one's a real big hit. Um, but it's so dark. Like there's no street lamps in Yorktown or anywhere in Westchester. The, the Taconic doesn't have a single fucking light on it. So I light up the entire grid of the neighborhood because there's just – now there's light, and it's great. I'll walk out there in the middle of the night, just admire the lights, and then run back away from the raccoons. Are the neighbors um – Fans of the blow up Santa, or are they scarred by the four thirty occurrence? I think that I think they're into it. I mean, who doesn't love a little Christmas cheer? They know we have kids, and uh, you know, a lady the other day uh, saw me put it. She's like, "Wow, you're hanging those up early." I'm like, "Yeah, I, it's for the kids." And then I said, "Actually, it's it's for me. It's mainly for me. I uh, I just love it so much." Please uh, never speak to me again. Please don't talk to me. Don't, exactly, that's what I say. Troy, have you seen, speaking of Christmas, have you seen the Netflix movie Falling for Christmas yet? Is that the Lindsay Lohan one? Yeah. Yeah, it's on our to-do list. Yeah. Uh, I've been so deep in the Hallmark. I just haven't had time, Skid. Um, there's been, there's a new it. Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie? Yeah, oh. I, it is. I highly recommend it. No one in the movie wants anything to do with being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is so incredible. Everybody's Everyone trying to there get looks here. like they want to leave. It's fucking great. Yeah, they're all trying to get into the Christmas movie game to compete with Hallmark and Lifetime. So Netflix has started to dab their toe. Last year they had they have their toe. They've been they've been deep in it. Are you not Are you not a Christmas not. prince? Yeah, I Christmas didn't prince like two. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas I didn't, two. 
I sat through both of them and I it wasn't a fan. Uh, it just doesn't have the the sort of uh, morphine formula? drip that the Hallmark has. Yeah, the formula and the morphine <laughs> drip. I watched the one last year with the what's her name, uh, the comic and the girl. I can't remember. Turn an old man. You know the one with the comic and the, the girl, <laughs> the funny uh, man, the funny guy. Um, anyways. And they, go on a, and they go on a road trip, see? <laughs> oh, and the joke teller, go on a road trip. <laughs> he, like, it's supposed to, the reason I was really into it is it was supposed to take place in Lake Placid, but they didn't actually film it in Lake Placid, and Lake Placid is such a big part of our Christmas tradition, so that's why we watched it, and uh, it was good. It was actually, I was surprised that it was good. Did you Did you get to watch my favorite Christmas movie last year? Which is we talked about it on the stream. Let's see how how well you pay attention to my Christmas spirit. It's a weird one. I remember it's not it being a, weird a weird one. It's a best one. picture winner, Troy. That's why it's yeah. I remember you said it. You were like some like it hot. And we're like what? That's a it's, like, you're not far off. it's the apartment. It's the apartment. I knew it was something like that. It's Billy. Some it's Billy like Wilder. It <laughs> It'll be something yeah. weird. It's not weird. It's a classic. Um, how's everybody doing tonight, Skid? You look like you're ready to hit up the uh, Playboy Mansion after this call. <laughs> I, I'm good. I, well, we we have you, Troy. You can relate. We have to keep our heating off while because it's very loud while this is going on, and it's freezing outside. And actually, the heating system was broken for two days, which is like 52 degrees in here. Oh, it doesn't sound that bad if you're outside. If you're inside in your home, it's horrible. So <laughs> to shield myself against oncoming hypothermia, I have to look like I'm. Father Christmas. Father <laughs> Christmas. But Skid, you are on record as being very pro-robe. I love robes. I'm a big robe guy, so any excuse. But in this case, I actually needed to live. <laughs> Do you like a robe with nothing underneath, or you like robe with clothes? I'm no, I like clothes. having clothes on underneath. I like layered robing. Layered robing. That's You're my, a layered robist. I'm a layered robist. That's my method <laughs> choice. Well known, well documented layered robist. Layered robist. <laughs> okay, where do you stand on this whole robe debate? Yeah, we, I don't want to start, I don't want to open a whole can of worms, but I'll just say for my own personal taste, layered robing is how I choose to live. Okay, you big robe person? <laughs> we were Please waiting for you to speak, me. Kate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Would you take us on a tour of your robe collection? Your I don't wear robe? robes. It's something that like I see other people do, like get out the shower and like put out a robe while you get ready, and it like looks fun. And I'm like, I want to be that person, but then like I get a robe and I'm like, I don't want to fuss with this. I don't know. Like I have my routine, and it doesn't involve a robe. My my husband loves robes. He's got a robe. He's a robe boy. Big robe um, guy. Yeah. Robes are a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie. Is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you. Is it sexy for a guy, and this is for all of us, uh, to wear like a silk kimono that ends at the hip and nothing else? <laughs> is that Depends. a good look? Well, we can have your opinion on this. Oh my God. Depends Matthew, on the I silk, imagine Chris. you prancing around the house in one of those <laughs> I just flowery like kimonos. I just like the feel of it on my skin. <laughs> just picture the hair that's coming out from the you know underneath. I do have a robe, and it's a silk robe, and I wear that robe because it does feel good on your skin. Yeah, I like a silk robe. I've never, I don't think I've ever worn a silk robe. I got one for being um, on a bachelor at, I was a, I was a bridesmaid for some, uh, and um, yeah. They and gave the us bridesmaid's get, dress was silk robes? No, they gave us robes <laughs> to get ready in so that you we get ready and we match them. We're all cute. Yes. You know, like vibes. Mm. Um, like vibes? <laughs> like vibes, Joe. God. <clears throat> God I like, as, as 
many of you know, I enjoy a good hotel room robe, especially mm. when you've been caught in the rain, which has happened, I think, two or three times when we were on the road. And I've mm. worn robes with, 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 with Skid. I've, you and I wore robes together. I wore yeah, robes that was with fun. Grant. Yep. Yeah, in Boston, I'm not a robe guy. No. I, I have the same problem with robes that I have with slippers. I, I don't wear them because they just instantly make me sweat. Instantly. Word. And I just, uh, I can't, it's uncomfortable. A buddy of mine started a, a company. I think I told you guys about this years ago, but he started a company called sportrobe.com. If you ever want to check it out, sportrobe.com. What was that name It is every, it's, a, it's jerseys as robes. Like wow. every That's sport, funny. every major athlete, you get the number, the name on the back. It's a robe. Uh, and they're pretty legit. Sport robe. My dad. My Aww. dad had a robe. It was a silk robe in the 70s, and it was the ugliest thing in my memory. <laughs> it's the ugliest thing I can think of. It was like striped with like black and orange and red. It was like the skin of a psychedelic tiger that caught fire. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It's burned into my memory. <laughs> Do you remember Zubaz? I'm dating oh, yeah. myself here. That was big. That's what it was like. It was like a robe, a Zubaz robe. It sounds like a Bengal Zubaz robe. Yeah, it was. That's, that's the closest comparison you could possibly make. Any Zubaz fans in the chat? Zubaz. I think my dad still has a pair of like early Pat the Patriot Zubaz pants. Oh, they were so awful. They were big so Zubaz horrible guy. looking. Um. Well, I'm excited to be back. We, uh, we, ha- we, we, we obviously, we weren't here last week, and uh, and this is the last stream of this show of the year uh the next show which will be the last show of the year for us is the philly show and there are still some tickets available to that um we just sold out of vip um so so get your tickets and if you need a little extra incentive guess who's gonna be there joe's gonna be there skid's gonna be there matthew's gonna be there I'm going to be there. Sydney's going to be there. And Kate's going to be there in and Philly. Kate's going to be there. Kate's going to be there. Be where? They're going to be in Philly. <laughs> yeah, she didn't either. You. Wow. It's, That's awesome. It's going to be very exciting, but the there is the problem. It's Philadelphia. That's Sorry. the, uh, I made a, <laughs> did a reservation a year in advance and it, they canceled it already. Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, if you just don't talk to anybody, um, it's a good or, time. Um, or try to eat in a restaurant. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> Many uh, of the buildings. To go there yeah. The first you'll, time. you'll love it. If you just, yeah, picture without people. Picture a neutron bomb going off. There's an Omega <laughs> Man situation. Just the buildings themselves, many of them are quite nice. And quite historical. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have good Kate cheese strikes there. me as a real American history buff. She <laughs> is. You can tell. I like architecture. Yeah. Pretty buildings. Okay. You don't know me. Yeah. I'm just saying. Then we'll take it to me someone's been like, if I get, out, if I don't see the Constitution before I get out of here, I'm gonna lose my mind. It just doesn't they seem. Have the Constitution there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. You want to see it? The original. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, well, I hope that I, I, I bet you we just sold a thousand more tickets now that people know Kate's coming. I'm excited. Uh, we're gonna have a full house. I mean that we're at City Winery. This is like a. This is like a nice place for yeah. us vagrants Classic. to be hanging out. Um, so that's going to be a great show. And it's always our favorite show of the year. We call it the uh, the Christmas extravaganza. It's really a really good time. There's ugly sweaters. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing back the eggnog, I think. Um, hopefully I'll feel better than I did when I came on the stage. But uh, question. Yeah. Instead of my ugly sweater, which I enjoy wearing very much, but it does mm-hmm. tend to get a little hot. 
How would you feel if I wore uh, a robe? Is it a Christmas-themed robe? I don't know. I don't have one. I'd have, to, I'd have to find a robe. If you get a Christmas-themed robe, I, I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I already got my my outfit. It's, yeah, I uh, think I'm I'm intense. down, Matthew. I think it's appropriate to walk out on stage and like, it's not so much a Christmas sweater for a Christmas party as much as it is an outfit for what you'd be wearing Christmas morning. So like pajama oh. pants and a Christmas robe yeah. and like Slippers. a cup of coffee. <laughs> I think it's legit. I like It'd be it. real cute. How about some pajamas under that robe? That's what you just said. Literally what I just said. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know if he was going to do that. You got to go. Uh, you got to get the Hannah Andersons. We get the Hannah Andersons for the family every year. They're a little pricey, but they're they're so nice. Wait, 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 guys. Why don't we just get pajamagrams for all of us? Oh, this matching, is, oh. like matching set, matching a matching set of pajamas <laughs> for the Christmas show would be this is adorable. That's adorable. and we could have stockings across the front of the oh table. My God. And we can all have we can we can go through our Christmas stockings when we come out on stage. We we'll can do surprise a, gifts. We'll do I'm Secret even, Santa. I mean, do a Secret, Secret Santa. Santa on yeah. stage. Oh, that would be yeah. so, that would be so. I don't know about you, but I think you guys are getting in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Something just happened here. Something just. Happened. I actually just got there. I wasn't there at all, and I am fully on. Like I just got all Christmased up. Yeah. I heard matching pajamas, and I was in. Yeah, it <laughs> took exciting. seven years, and I did it. I'm not even joking. I will like let's do matching pajamas. Oh my god, I love the Secret Santa on stage. Yes. Come on, Sydney's in chat right now. She says, "I'm going to make stockings." Yes. <laughs> She'll start knitting stockings. Yes, she will. I bet she will. It's yeah. like, the show's in like two weeks, isn't it? This is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is great. Well, I'm excited. Please come out. Uh, it really is our favorite show of the year, and, and we've got a lot of fun, uh, exciting surprises for that. So come on out. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to uh, play Pathfinder, but I've got six or seven more announcements. Um, <laughs> if you watch the uh, the State of the Nation, you probably heard me talk about how uh, we've got all these growth initiatives we're doing. And in order to do that, we want to find sponsors for our various shows, like the new shows that we did this year. We want to find sponsors in order to be able to bring those shows back. But we're looking for sponsors just for the network in general to help us uh, kind of achieve all the exciting things we want to achieve. We want to move into a new studio somewhere in New York and because <laughs> money in uh, like in an ideal world, these sponsors would all be uh, sponsors that are tied in to what we do. But if, if Trojan or Summer's Eve calls. <laughs> After tonight's episode, maybe they will. <laughs> Dosh. Give Pajama Gram. Pajama Gram. There we go. Give Pajama Gram a call right now. Uh, I'm a Hannah Anderson guy. I don't uh, cheat. Unless Pajama Gram knows how to write Glass Cannon LLC on a check, in which case we'll talk to them. Um, <laughs> but we do have a sponsor. For tonight's episode, our first, our first sponsor, um, and this is a uh, a company that's owned by a member of the Nash. Uh, this is yes, Dauntless yes. Snacks. Oh, Look at this. Yeah, they gave me about twenty of these sticks. McD sent them over to me. Uh, these are meat sticks. We've had these before. We they sent them sent them to the office, and we like plowed through these in a week, just eating meat sticks. Um, they, uh, this company is owned and operated not only by a member of the Nash, but a Marine vet. Always great to, uh, support, uh, veteran owned businesses. Just had Veterans Day recently. Um, and let me tell you something. Back when I, I'm gonna eat the, uh, there's an original one and a jalapeno one. I'm gonna eat the jalapeno one while I let you guys. I have not tried the jalapeno one yet. Oh, and, dude, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm saving it for mid app. Uh, sometimes I need a little pick me up. Well, pick I haven't gotten mine yet, but I've never had a meat stick before. Oh, okay. 
Let me tell you something. Back when I was in peak physical condition before I had children and success, when I was working out like a madman doing CrossFit, I could never get enough protein. You know, they say you're supposed to have one gram of protein for every pound you weigh. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're supposed to eat 200 grams of protein a day. And that's fucking hard to do. It's really hard. You've got to eat like six chicken breasts for lunch. Right. To get that. You want to get that prot, as they call it. And the beauty thing, oh my God, it's so good. It's like what a mongoose eats. Yeah, like dare, I, dare I ask who the they in that source is? Um, uh, people who are ripped and shredded, Matthew. See, this is the problem. A vegetarian like Matthew, he needs a meat stick. When you hug Matthew, it leaves an impression like a memory foam pillow because he doesn't get enough protein. But the beauty of this is like you just need a snack during the day. Instead of eating cookies or chips, you just grab a meat stick. And these Dauntless uh, Snacks meat stick, the jalapeno is really good. It's got like a nice kick, but it's not overpowering if you like too much spice. Uh, Anyways, um, I made fun of Matthew you should check this out, and they're giving discount. Uh, go to dauntlesssnacks.com. Use the code GCNNACH to get 10% off your order. They got subscription boxes. Maybe you got somebody in your life that likes to pound the prot. Get a little uh, Christmas gift for them. They Put just some gifted of these a in ton of subs in, yeah. the, in the chat oh, right now, too. Oh, come on. That's I awesome. might get I might get my Secret Santa some Dauntless Snacks. <sighs> if it's me, please. So... <laughs> I love meat sticks. I really, I think that they're a great snack. Like there's just times when I don't want chips or like pretzels. You know what I mean? It's like just a great snack sometimes. And they're salty, you know, it it fills that salty uh, craving with also giving you the protein that you need. Yeah. I've said this many times over the years, but Joe, that is going on your tombstone. (laughs) I love meat I'm getting a really long tombstone cook in here if, if Matthew's carving it. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Dollar Snacks, seriously, because they, they sent us it's a huge like box. going to look like the Stanley Cup. <laughs> they sent us a huge box when they first went into business two and a half years ago. Uh, it was around then, I think, about two years ago. And they were um, they were a member of the nation. They were just uh, so thankful for – I think if memory serves, they basically said, we started this because of the inspiration of you guys starting a business. you know. And it was just really awesome and to have them come up and be like, we want to sponsor you after we did the nation. It was just awesome. So thank you so much. I met him too uh, out in Denver. He came oh, no to shit. Nick Shelton's one of Nick Shelton's stand-up shows, and he and Nick Shelton are hanging out now too, which is really funny. Uh, <laughs> they pounding that pro together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, great On stuff. He's a really cool guy, and uh, yeah, and I love I love the meat sticks as well. So <laughs> I mean, was <laughs> so Big D is working chat, and he just posts. How Matt Prote, and then the link to Dauntless Snacks. I think we have a new tagline for Dauntless Snacks, and we'll give you that for free. How <laughs> Matt Prote. I'm not even joking. That was so fucking good. Um, yeah, I just I love things with jalapeno. Anyways, please check them out. Um, it's just fantastic. We have sponsors now. Um, I guess we should play some Pathfinder. Anything else? Philly tickets. Kate's going to be on the show. Matthews. But we'll get to that later. Um, Wait, guess we'll do that? the recap. Take it to the recap, Kate. This is a quick one. Kate, hit the music. Yeah, got it. All right. <laughs> On it. Click. Hit the robe. Um, la- this is a quick one, actually. Last time, God, it was forever ago. Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago? Anyways, you finally bid farewell to all of those thralls that you saved from the Rasmir and Faith Barge. 
uh, the mighty edgelord and his crew bid farewell as they left to go to this little fishing village to return to their old lives, or perhaps, in some of their cases, start a new life. Except for one of them, O.J. Simpson, who was convinced to stay and join the crew of the Selen Starling. And I hope Paizo writers are listening and decide to bring the Selen Starling back into an adventure one day and write O.J. Simpson into it. <laughs> I'm sure they I, I think that's very likely, is the yep. word I'd use. Likely. Did we establish that it's Simpson with a Y or something? Yes. So we're yes. just being clear. O-J-A-Y-S-Y-M-P-S-O-N. O-J. O-J Simpson. <laughs> like the O-J's, the band. Right, like the O-J's. Yeah. So O-J's a part of the crew now um, with all those other weird. The only thing that they have in common, which is just very co- coincidental, is that he refers to himself as the juice. Right. Right. <laughs> It's but just a coincidence. That, right? It's juice. It's juice like J O O S E. If you're right. actually scripting right. it, right? <laughs> Come on, leave the juice alone. Um, so the juice, he's on, he's part of the crew. Uh, after that, you uh, you continued your journey down the Selen until you saw these three well dressed people waving at you uh, from the far side of the shore. So you approached cautiously having been burned now several times on your journey. Um, and uh, they told you that they were uh, heading in the direction of Taldor, which is where you're heading, um, but they were attacked and robbed, and now they're seeking safe passage. You feel like they're on the level, uh, so you agree to help. They tell you that their employer is holed up just up the way in a barn uh, with what little stuff is remaining from uh, the attack on them. Um, so Skywin, your captain, tells the five of you to go investigate, make sure everything's on the up and up. So you go there and you find this handsome fat guy asleep in the hayloft. Turns out it's a man named Emilio Daldemain, the rogue senator that the Grey Gardener was looking for when you stopped in Debril. So you corner, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy they're looking for. And he tells you he has no idea why the Revolutionary Council wants him dead. But just as he found out that they were after him, he re- received this strange missive from some group known as the Stardust Augers. And they say they want to help him out with his predicament and offer him refuge in the Verduran Forest if he can get there. So he sends his wife and children ahead separately, knowing that his life is in danger, and he takes his three trusted uh, employees with him uh, to try and get down there. And they were, of course, attacked. So you agree, all right, come on. Come on, fatty. And he decides to come with you. And uh, just as you're walking back to the boat, the Grey Gardener, Glower, shows know it. up. Wouldn't you know it? As if it was written into the adventure. Of all days. Random D100 roll. And uh, she shows up (laughs) with two militia trackers. And it's like, all right, you give me him and we're cool. And you're like, no, fuck that. And so you fight. And we get all the rules right and you kill her. (laughs) So now. Recap done. (laughs) There it is. Kill Kill the recap music, Kate. Oh, okay, got it. So now we pick up, uh, we'll say, we'll fade out of that scene as Glower's, the the light goes from her eyes that you can't see behind the mask. Um, we remove the mask. And she's beautiful and dead. She uh, reminds you of your ex-wife. I want, uh, that's that's weird, because about, about what I'm about to say, but uh, Ethel Merman, I just want, for the record, uh, dismembers the body and oh. buries the buries the Grey Gardener's uh, 
pieces in various spots so they won't be traced back to them. Okay. Oh, you guys idea. watch that. I'll and I'll assist, actually. I will. <laughs> I'll help Aldo. too. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Will. Actually, there's a lot of enthusiasts, a lot of cadaver enthusiasts here. <laughs> I will. I'll supervise. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to use like uh, a an alchemical solution to dissolve the pieces of the body as they lay buried in the ground, like kimchi. We get a plastic tub. We get a plastic tub in which to do it. Definitely yeah. plastic. Yep. I'm going to try to take her eyeballs in my cloak. <laughs> She was oh. beautiful. Without you seeing. She's she's very disfigured now and buried in several places around the barn. So we fade out of that horrible, horrible scene. <laughs> it's, it's like, I like how you tried to gloss over it and we just started just like all of us like really? sawing into a body. <laughs> 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 Like like a like a pack of hyenas who just tear into his body. The last thing you see is just Eris with the decapitated head of Glower scooping out the eyeballs. We fade from there. We come back up on the ship. Uh, obviously, the the thralls are gone, but now you have Senator Emilio Daldemain and his three companions. Um, Skywin was happy at the prospect of having them aboard, thinking that maybe they had a little money, but now knowing that they're wanted and conveniently robbed of their riches, she's now begrudgingly uh, still planning to sleep out under the stars in the hopes that, uh, just like he told you, the senator will be able to make good on his promises to give you all these rewards um, once he reaches safety. Um... So it's a little more cramped, but certainly not as bad as it was when all those people are on there. There's four new people. Uh, meanwhile, there are still three of the seven gifts that you've been taking to the dreamland, uh, taking trips to the dreamlands to try and inquire. There's still three of those seven gifts out there. You have three, and you lost uh, the chance at getting the fourth one. In the research that you've been doing now, that you have several. Uh, wise magic users at your disposal um, seems to be taking you in search of a heartstone belonging to a night hag this soul trader and ambassador to where from where you don't know known as Quiviandra what do you guys want to do you want to keep doing your research into this and try and take yep. that trip yep yeah I think we said it was tonight or was it tomorrow night tomorrow night I believe um yeah but we still have to do the research right we need to get the, the phrase oh my god I forgot the most important thing you guys leveled up at the end of oh. last episode uh, level up you say eight eight um yes. this is amazing is this your first level up in Tui? me <laughs> we know it's yours but have we <laughs> leveled up at all in this book I don't think we have I can't remember. I don't remember either. There were a couple shows I was going to level you up, but I forgot. (laughs) And then months passed, and it was just never the right time. I think Uh, it is the first time. I think it is. Okay. Well, you guys, you earned it. Um, Let's talk about this level up as we do. Joe, Joe, sorry to keep you awake. Um, Who wants to start? Matthew, do you want to talk about Eris's not Eris, uh, what the fuck's your name? Ethel. Ethel's level up. I, I wouldn't be able to talk about Eris's, but I can't, yeah, I can talk about Ethel. So yeah, That'd be uh, fine. Uh, Ethel gets at, at this level, Ethel gets uh, a fighter feat and a skill feat. Ooh! Um, no, a noise. 
It is nice. <laughs> In fact, and well, let, let's get the skill feed out of the way because the skill feeds. There's no, there's no, there's, I don't know. There's not a ton of great skill feeds for for, for me. So okay. I. Joe recommended one that sounded great, uh, where I can get my just train myself in a new skill, but I don't have the intelligence for that. So you're stupid. I'm stupid. <laughs> so because just, you're stupid, Matthew. Because you're stupid, Matthew. Because I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Yes, of course. Um, so I just took battle medicine, which is useful. But and I figured, you know, he's, he's, Ethel's seen some things. Do you Maybe have any like, wisdom? Do you? Wait. I have a little wisdom. Do you have any? Okay. And I have, you have some. You have. You're trained in medicine. I'm trained in medicine. Oh, sweet. Right. Um, so yeah, so I took battle medicine, uh, but then my, I had two amazing, like actually spectacular options for a fighter feat, and I'm really, really torn. I think I made my decision, but you know, okay. So, but here's the one I didn't take. Okay. It's real. It's blind fight. Blind fight in two E <sighs> is spectacular. Is it really? Yeah. So here I'll 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 get this is again this is one I didn't take, but blind fight if you're fighting a, an opponent that's hidden from you in uh, or. You don't need to succeed at a flat check to target concealed creatures. You are not flat-footed to creatures that are hidden from you, unless you're flat-footed for them for reasons other than the hidden condition. And you only need to make a successful DC-5 flat check to target a hidden creature. Oh, that's great. And as you know, this was wow. uh, flat checks have been the bane of Ethel's existence. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, invisible creatures are awful. So I was really, really torn. I was really, really torn. But then I read about Lensing Strike. Oh so wow! Oh, that sounds good. Wow, that's a I love that's a great Moby Dick vocab word. Yes, cleansing, <laughs> cleansing. I'm cleansing slice actually. So this, this builds on that'd be great if we go up against any sperm whales. Yes, sperm, <laughs> sperm, <laughs> sperm <laughs> whales or trouble. Cuts. Right, you made it weird. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this builds on my double slice ability. Uh, if I hit with both attacks. I flens the target, making it bleed and creating a weak spot. Target uh, takes 1d8 persistence bleeds damage per weapon damage dice of whichever weapon has the higher, uh, the most damage dice that I'm using, and becomes flat-footed, and its resistances to any physical damage types are reduced by 5. Wow. For, Great. For until, until my next turn. Wow, but the, cool. But the, yeah, I was like, well, that's cool. So I took that. Awesome. That's, that's very cool. Yeah, the feats... When you get to these, get to unlock these high level feats, they have, they do sound pretty cool. Um, what about you, Joe? How, what's uh, Atticus? Some new spells? <clears throat> yeah, he's got a, he's got new spells, eighth level feet and eighth level skill feet. Um, I'm pumped. I am pumped with this level up. Uh, so let's do the, start with a bang on the class feet. Um, there's some really good options, but I went with advanced school spell, which I think is, uh, uh, just awesome for the way that I like to play and my vision of Atticus. So it, your advanced school spell is you take a feat that unlocks your next focus spell, focus hmm. power of your, not only your class, but your school that you took. So I am an illusionist. And so I unlock at eighth level as a focus power, uh, invisibility cloak. And so I spend a focus point and I can just go invisible like a second level spell. And uh, I can recharge that with a 10-minute rest. And I think it's a 10-minute rest. And Does that take two actions or no? Yeah. I, okay. I believe it. it would work like the spell. So it would take two actions. But okay. yeah, he can just whoom, vanish. Cool. Uh, I mean, it's just like having a vanish all the time. Plus, I got another focus point. So I can do it twice oh, without having to rest. And wow. uh, I have 
another thing I think that synergizes well with it, which is linked uh, magical focus for my focus up my um my magical object that allows me to like cast one spell I've already cast per day. When I use that, it recharges a focus point. So all these things are like loading onto each other to allow me to be really uh, go invisible whenever I want, which I think is perfect for an illusionist. Um, That's cool for my uh, for my spells. I'm not going to say what my spells are. They'll come out in in uh, when we play. Did you get and a new level of spell? I did not. Okay. Uh, I was I was already casting fourth level spells. I got another fourth level spell slot, which is great. Um, <clears throat> and I learned two new fourth level spells. So they're all high level spells that'll come out eventually. Nice. Uh, and then, oh, I got a skill feat, and I'm actually really psyched about this one because same thing. I looked at it, and I had the, the like fourth level wizard skill feat options or spellcaster options, and I was just like, I don't, I don't really like this. I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to use it. And maybe this is something I'll never use, but I was really happy with uh, skill training, which allows me to take a skill from untrained to trained. And I went with thievery, which I don't think we have a lot of, and it oh. boosted my thievery from a plus four to a plus 14. Oh, Holy huge. Shit. Just making it trained because I got my proficiency and I have an 18 dex. So like it just oh, that's great. synergized really well. And so it just gives you a lot more options in a party without a rogue. Know? That's kind of fun. I mean, obviously with traps and stuff, having that sometimes you need to be of a certain uh, ilk, but having that bonus is going to help you actually detect it. Um, but what's yes. interesting is like in Pathfinder First Edition, if you spent a feat on boosting a skill, like that was a big investment because like there's so many spills, uh, feats that boost stuff that's super useful. Getting that plus 10 to acrobatics is like very specific. You're giving up uh, dodge and other things like that. Having the skill feat is a nice addition. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I love the jump. It makes such narrative sense to me too, not just mechanical sense. The jump from untrained to train is massive. Yeah. You know, the jump from train to master is a little bump. Master to, to uh, or uh, train to expert is a little bump. Expert to master is a little bump, but the biggest bump is getting your proficiency bonus, which is based on your level. Going from yeah. untrained to trained is huge. It's a, yeah. That's really interesting. Just to like train to master and master, like that's mo- more about what the kind of tasks that you can unlock by doing that rather than the bonus. That you yeah, you're getting, you're getting better and better. But if you are just untrained at something, you can't do it. You no. know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> <clears throat> um, what about Aldo? I think Aldo's due for something juicy. Or did you take a little dip? Uh, I did not take a dip. I actually, it's funny. I leveled up, I think like two months ago because I just, I was trying to learn something about how Pathfinder works or something. <laughs> uh, so I can't really remember. But the one thing that I did get, uh, I don't think anything too exciting. I did get, I took toughness, uh, as a feat. Nice. So my recovery roll instead of 11, Plus dying value is nine plus dying value, so um, that helps a little bit. Oh, nice. I I can I took the uh, uh, calculated splash ability, uh, which as a bomber, instead of using the splash damage of whatever bomb I'm throwing, I use my intelligence bonus instead. So instead of plus one or sometimes plus two, it's plus four. Oh, that's splash huge! Damage. That's yeah, great. which is really really nice. And uh, I can read lips. I took the uh, lip read. Uh, oh, that's cool. Well. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Especially okay. as like this campaign develops. Yeah. There's a lot of like cosmic beasts, but there also seems to be a lot of like, you know, who do you know? And like nobility and like, all, it, it, there's that opportunity for some intrigue. That's, that's yeah. really cool. 
Yeah, or if you see a Shagath just whispering to a hunting horror, <laughs> you'll know what he's hey, saying. Hey, you owe me 20 bucks. Hey, the 20 bucks? That back alley blowjob? <laughs> Sorry. That doesn't seem that like That's what the Shagath Shogoth was giving BJ's <laughs> in the alley? <laughs> to the hunting horror. Sorry. It's your um, game. You're, you're running it. You're running it. Uh, it's your world, Troy. It's my we're just world. living That's, in it. We're just playing it's my, it. It's my fantasy. Um, <laughs> Kate, what about Eris? I, you had a, a long run at seventh level, so I'm, I'm sure you were waiting for this. Yeah, I was really excited so. to add on more stuff. Um, because you had already mastered and where honestly, you were. <laughs> Joe, I heard you say you got a spell, and I was like, Fuck. <laughs> oh, you forgot like, about spells. It. And I thought that it was just I got another spell slot for number three. So I was like, oh, okay, I get another spell slot. I didn't realize that I got another spell. But I'll just I think start. you probably so get two more. You probably get two two new spells. Are you serious? That's no, what, I'm pretty sure it's just one. Is it just one for a witch? Anyway, the second you said that, the entire time you guys were talking, I was like, oh, my God, I got to pick a spell right now. But for the feats, skill feat, I got – like everyone else, a skill in a class feat, I chose quick recognition so I can recognize spells swiftly. Um, any spell using a skill, which I'm a master of as a free action, which is a cult. Oh, wow. So oh, great. I figured that could be useful. What um, that spell? Okay. And then I, for my class one, I had to take Eldritch Nails. Oh, cool. Oh, so to. my nails, they're already supernaturally long and sharp. But they gain like an unarmed attack that deals 1d6 slashing damage just the way they are. And they're in the brawling group. They have agile and ar- unarmed traits. And then I can also etch runes into them. So I did. I spent, I spent a little coin, a little coin that I have. And I etched the striking rune into it. So it actually does 2d6 slashing oh, wow. damage. Oh, nice. Um, Where'd you buy those runes? I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy them. You I stop plan at the to. rune store near the barn. <laughs> I plan on finding a rune store somewhere. <laughs> Ethel actually uh, dabbles in a little rune selling. I'm, sorry, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you you sent away. Maybe it took four to six weeks and they're just arriving. They just to level up. <laughs> you, see, you send in a couple gold pieces and a proof of purchase. And you go, <laughs> a little and more. I'm like, you see me in the back of the boat, like gluing on fake nails on top of my <laughs> current ones. Like, yeah. Lee, press on runes. Press on rune nails. Lee press on rune nails. <laughs> um, but for spells, so yeah, like Confirmed, I just quickly. Kate, you get what? two spells. Two new spells. Are you serious? Uh, okay, well, I didn't pick out the second one yet, but like just we'll off wait. the bat. What? We'll wait. Oh, wait. We'll wait, we'll wait for you to find the second spell. The spell on. Let's take five. I'll oh. eat another meat stick. <laughs> <laughs> but like for the first one, just off the bat, I was looking through them and Gaseous form looks really cool. So the target transforms into a vaporous state. In this state, the target can is amorphous and loses any item bonus. And uh, but it takes, um, it gains resistance eight to physical damage and is immune to precision damage. You can't like cast spells, but you can like fly and slip through tiny cracks. So like for Eris, I'm just kind of like new ways to like. Gets into children's bedrooms mm-hmm. and then oh, eat them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah thematically, no, it it's great for you. It's also a so, great way to run away. Like if you need to yeah. get away. Yeah. Terrific yeah. escape spell. For sure. Get to places where we're not allowed. Um, mm-hmm. So I might yeah. take that for my second spell. 
I'm just going to pretend like I'm being mysterious and not telling you. (laughs) That's that's just smart. Research it after the session. Don't don't rush that choice. It's a big choice. Don't pen in gaseous form. Just pencil it in. Pencil. All right. Everyone at home, if you're keeping track like a baseball game, just pencil in (laughs) gaseous form. uh, Fly out to center field. Um, Great. and now, um, Sydney, text me all your updates, and we'll read them aloud. Yeah, you know, Sydney, so- link your character che- sheet in chat. Yeah. <laughs> post it on Twitter. Um, all right, but hurry! So- Don't post it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we want to take a little Dreamlands excursion ritual. So you spend the spend the rest of the day meeting uh, Emilio and his his three his three buddies and. Um, Get to know them. They seem cool. They're fine. They kind of keep to themselves. They are. They very graciously accept Skywind's cabin. Uh, Skywind's like this guy. You better have money. <laughs> All of a sudden, she sounded like a pirate. This guy, you better have money, money. <laughs> or I'll throw him overboard. Um. And then the did, next night, you do the. Did the Grey Gardener have any cool stuff? By the way, oh, oh my god, I did question. have this. Yeah, we always forget. We usually we're live and uh, you know a couple cocktails, and we forget to like search people. But I did write down uh, the gear. So the militia trackers had twenty crossbow bolts each. Uh, a crossbow. Um, they each had plus one kukris. Mm. <gasps> Ooh, that's awesome. I'll take that's one great. One. Yeah, seriously, Matthew, oh, I'll, I'll take one. Oh, I actually don't. I can use it. Plus one kook. They both. I'll take one as a souvenir. (laughs) To tell you. Great souvenirs. They make great gifts, actually. Yeah, put it over the mental piece once I settle down. Exactly. I can carve you a little stand for it. Oh, that'd be lovely. Uh, They each had uh, leather armor, and they each had uh, greater trackers goggles. Very cool. Very cool. Um. I just want to remember what those did because I feel like it was something. Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it's a bonus to survival checks. It is to sense direction and track. And if you fail track, you can try again after 30 minutes instead of an hour. Who cares? Uh, but with greater trackers goggles, you get a plus two. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. All of these goddamn abilities. I, I always think that they're cool. I always want to involve them. And in playing Pathfinder for a decade. We have never once had to track a quarry through the through the desert, through the jungle, through the forest, through the plains, and follow their tracks and hours at a time. You know what I mean? It has just That's never true. once come up. And it sounds tracks like a really never, cool ability. They never indicate any direction that anything went. They're just going in all directions. Every time we look at tracks, there's no indication of where For that seven years. thing went. Yeah. Um, well, you got those stupid goggles. And then the... Uh, Great Gardener had a composite longbow, 20 arrows, had a, oh man, studded leather armor, a force shield, which you should look that up. Um, oh. It's a magical shield. I don't know. And oh. no, no, really, no real shield uh, wielders here, but a force shield, um, you basically, you can activate it with an action once per day and it surrounds you with a bubble of force that gives you resistance five to physical for one minute. Oh, how long cool. As the Whoa. All of us want that. Yeah. So yeah. She did that like, actually, I don't even think I had my shield out. But anyways, I had it on my sheet. 
of things I could have done. Anyways, uh, pretty cool. Force shield. And then uh, potion of flying. A religious symbol of Norgorber. Oh, oh, nice. Or as I used to call him, Nobgobbler. Nobgobbler, <laughs> you actually did. Back when we played the Pathfinder adventure card game. Uh, and here's the best one. I think this is right up Ethel's alley. A plus two striking short sword. Ooh. Oh, come on with this. Wow. Ethel. That is an unbelievable upgrade. Ethel, what do you have? You're a two-weapon guy, right? What are your two weapons right now? I have a plus-one striking warhammer right, and a plus-one striking returning hatchet. Oh, right. Get rid of that shitty, shitty warhammer. I believe the striking is actually transmuted via my my rings. So I have these cool... You have these doubling rings. So they basically... You wear wear a ring on each hand and it basically... Any... uh, uh, a rune or a property you have on one weapon can be doubled in the other hand. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. You know those rings that are like doubling rings? (laughs) (laughs) So what was it? A plus two striking short sword? Plus two striking short john. Wow. 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 That's really nice. How about, Ethel, you take the big sword and I'll take one of the little tiny swords. You want the kukri? I'll, can I have one of the kookeries, please? The kookeries? Did you add another syllable to that? The kookerie. kookerie. Do you want me to like whittle you a little stand for you to put it on your mantle when you're not using it? Yes. <laughs> you know, I do have a shrine, which I have not set up on the ship yet for when I do my little ritual. So, like, if you make me a little stand for my kookerie, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in my shrine. Awesome. Great. I'll do this for you. We just gotta find the wood, and then you'll find a good, like, a nice ash, and I'll make it do a thing. It'll be beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> and so the heroes. Oh, my God. Sword Force, out there, Nugi. Force Shield is amazing. Yeah, for, I want it. For no one in this party. <laughs> I, it's pretty good for Ethel, right? Well, yeah, but, like, you know, you're kind of designed you around need a free two-weapon hand. fighting. Do you know that I don't think with the Force Shield you need a free hand, right? It is a shield. It's a shield. Oh, it's an actual shield. It has a, it's a magical oh. shield that has this once-a-day ability. Skywin so, says, uh, says, I don't want any longbows on my ship, and she snaps it over her knee and <laughs> no, throws I, it in the water. Yeah, I put that on my sheet in, in, the, in anticipation of winning the roll-off. <laughs> the only reason I did that is because Sydney wrote, I hope someone remembers that I use a bow. <laughs> no composite longbows on my ship. It's like Joan Crawford. <laughs> no more wire. No longbows. Wire <laughs> Does anyone want this religious symbol? Take it. Thanks. It's old, old bad you. <laughs> of course. You. Um, what does the symbol of Norgorber look like? Norgorba. He's a Talden deity. Did you know that? The Talden deity of thievery and assassination. Oh, cool. That's cool. Hmm. It's a weird god to be a fan right? of. For this person to have a symbol of? Yeah, that's like, it's the patron god of assassins, like the Red Mantis assassins, oh. I think, or Norgorba worshippers. Yeah, I mean, she actually, she's a like an executioner, essentially. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And there, the symbol is a one-eyed mask. The symbol of Norgorber is like a black mask with one starry eye. Oh, this is interesting. 
the short sword actually is not a huge upgrade, even at plus two. Wow. But but the, the biggest thing it has going for it is that it's agile, which yeah. actually did. Oh, yeah, that's big. That well, yeah, so very big. That's, that's better than your Warhammer. Overlay right? Hatchet is also agile. Oh, is All it right. is it an agile warhammer? Is that what you said? It is a no. It's an agile an agile hatchet. Okay. Well, you should switch out. For so the, it's just a plus one. That's all it is. So if you want, you could just sell it. We could we might just sell it. sell it. I'll hold on to it for now. But when we get to, we get to town, I'll consider selling it and adding it to the group gold. All right. Can we add it to a list? Is anybody keeping a list right now? I have it on my sheet. Okay. But we should, but no, you I mean, should keep the list. I, we. I can't keep. I'm running the show. Come on, the whole fucking tech. Come on, somebody do a list. Kate. I'll email the uh, the stuff to you guys. Don't forget that potion of flying. Potion of flying. Yeah, that's really valuable. Uh, I would give that to Ethel, probably. Or uh, or uh, I was going to call you Alfonso. Oh, <laughs> Alfonso. Uh, remember side quest? <laughs> oh, side <laughs> quest. <laughs> uh, or to Aldo. I think Aldo is actually the That'd be pretty cool. It would be cool if if Suki was a dinosaur that could also fly. What do you think, Suki? Yes, that would be a great idea. (laughs) That would be a great idea. (laughs) She does. My dress fell off again. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. I'm seeing... <laughs> oh no! I make it again from the back and side in a tasteful way. Anime no, style. she wears pajamas under her robes. Okay, <laughs> layered. <laughs> she's a layered robust. Layered robust. She's an unlayered robust. <laughs> um, I'm looking at I'm looking at the chat, uh, which I know I'm not supposed to do, but I'm and also in the core rulebook, page 580. Uh, apparently, you can transfer runes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh totally. God, I that didn't is. even th- I didn't even think of that. Tell me I mean, more about I, that. Yeah, you can totally do that. Um, do you I'll like- look into it, and then maybe I'll be able to transfer one of the the plus two rune to my uh, my warhammer. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then you can give one of the are that wait are they actually are both of your existing weapons have runes on them, or are they just functionally have runes on them because of yeah, like is one of the mundane when it comes out of your grasp. I have to look. I can't remember what I decided. I want to be your warhammer. Because you could give one of the plus one runes to Kate for her fingernails. Yes. So my my um, <laughs> my hatchet is actually not plus one or striking. It's just a returning hatchet, but by virtue of my rings, it becomes plus one striking. I guess. Mm. All right. Cool. Well, I'm ninety percent sure you're doing something wrong. So I'm sure we'll 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 find out. <laughs> I'm reading the book right now. Oh, I'm reading the book. Let's um, read Count Lyle's books to learn more about this next gift. You've been reading about this ambassador's heartstone. You know that Lyle sought the heartstone of a very specific hag, this ambassador and soul trader named Quiviandra. You learn about the normal properties of a, a, a night hag's heartstone. All these night hags, they have these heartstones. Um, and you know what? I, I think I told you that, that you learn what the properties are, but I never actually told you what the properties are. Um, 
Each hearthstone is powered by the spirit of a specific night hag. It's if, if it's separated from her for 24 hours, or if she's been dead for 24 hours, it becomes a non-magical gemstone. A hearthstone allows the hag to use additional cult, occult innate spells, such as ethereal jaunt, bind soul, and shadow blast. Um, and with the night hag's hearthstone, it retains its magical properties for a month outside of her procession, not only a day, which for you guys is great because when you're holding on to it, once you get back to the dreamlands, you could you could use those powers should you get it from her. Um, you found a register of extraplanar diplomats listing Quiviandra as an ambassador to the city of Dyloth Lean, which is a grim city of basalt and one of the dreamlands' most tori- notorious havens for vice and according to a diary brimming with spiteful rumors, Quiviandra has an unnecessarily large retinue of retainers and an insufferably impervious manner. And you remember seeing a night hag that matched this description while you were traversing the caravanserai during your first trip to the Dreamlands. So, you enact the ritual... You pass the staircase around, hoping that it will work. The staircase goes from one hand to another, growing, growing as it reaches the third set of hands, growing even more as it reaches the fourth. You already said goodbye to Xantar and Suki, because they're just, they ate some bad fish, and they're not feeling well. And they said, you go. Our ability, because our ability to improv reasons they don't go is really poor really bad really poor. <laughs> they're bad always fish. just sick they're sick there's a lot of fish uh, that you're eating uh, you, they had some bad <laughs> no matter how tolerant they are doesn't mean they can't make you sick <laughs> right an intolerant one must have slipped in there <laughs> must have slipped in there <laughs> oh, it's terrible I've had intolerant fish <laughs> I actually would love to do like if we, how long does it take for them to do the research Troy um, well, you've been doing it for about a week, and you're ready to enact the ritual. Do you want a flashback? So the I would love a flashback. The cra- so it's a crafting oh. check. It's a crafting oh. check to Slow down. transform Slow the wound. Slow it. Since you got the rune, it's been like a day, right? Like it, it's one day of research, right? Since the encounter mm-hmm. with the. Oh. It's not like we got this rune a week ago. It's not like it's been a week since that encounter. It takes one day. Perfect. Yeah, you're good. You want to make uh, that I'm looking. At, I'm looking at it. The only thing I, I, I'm having trouble finding is the DC. So it does cost money. I'm gonna need to borrow. I'll a set cash. it forty. It's the DC of the crafting <laughs> check to transfer is determined by the item level of the rune being transferred, and the so that's all it says. Well, the item level of the rune is 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 pretty obvious. Like, just what's the level of the rune? Uh, plus two. A plus a weapon potency plus two is item level ten. Right, so then Troy would just... It's based on the, like, level 10 things all have a DC. Like, uh, like level 10 has a DC in 2E. It's in the Game Mastery part. Yeah, of I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is either off the top of my head. Level-based DCs uh, for 10 is DC 27. Or, that, um, sound, that sounds dead on. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait a minute then, because I only have a plus 10 to my crafting skill, and perhaps we can find someone who can help us. Mm. Okay. You could use a hero point. Could use a hero point. I might as need that hero point, though. 
It's a As you're, it's a Are you willing cap. to die for your rune? <laughs> As you're trying to craft that, Skywin comes over and says, No runes on my ship! Throws <laughs> <laughs> it in the water. I mean, she she's truly a badass if she just broke a rune <laughs> over <know>. her knee. <laughs> She just Bo Jackson to Rune. Jackson to Rune. And then we come back to the handing of the staircase, and uh, the last one that touches it is Aldo. He's the most wise, and the staircase is just huge in your hands, and you let it fall to the floor. There's a staircase leading down yet again into the sea. You walk. Down. Oh no. Is Eris going to pass? Is this how it always is? Oh. It seems like you're walking into the sea, but oh. really you're just walking into darkness. Eris. feels yeah. like you'd be going into water. He looks, he can see the trepidation in her face. It is only an illusion. Don't believe it. We are not walking into water. In fact, we are escaping the water. Just close your eyes if you must. Okay. Closing my eyes because I don't believe that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> uh, and you can also tell her that these madnesses do not take hold of you when you're in the dreamlands. So Ethel will not be fatigued. Atticus will not have his cognitive dissonance. And Harris will not have her insufferable fear of water. Fasolophobia. Fasolophobia? I'm pregnant. Uh. It's the last sophobia. It's like made up of Greek words. I should be able to say this. Yeah. It's a fear of deep water and like big water. I have it. Like in Caitlin re- has it. In real life? Yeah. Too big water? It's funny, Did I ever you tell said, you my... You said Caitlin has it and my wife also does not uh, not love deep, deep ocean settings. Hmm. Did I ever tell you my deep water fear story it's very quick you didn't I, tell me it but i heard it on one of the podcasts i knew we I talked like, about it at some point and i was like <laughs> like listening to <laughs> i have no i have no fear of this stuff water doesn't bother me at all i i can swim i can swim what, what does it matter how deep the water is i can swim i got off this boat in the middle of uh i think it was bermuda oh no it was in hawaii and we were snorkeling and they drove us out to this island and halfway between the main island and this other island we went to they were like all right we're just gonna get out here so you can look at how deep this is. And oh. I was like, awesome. Like, didn't even think. And I got out, and you're floating there, and they just dropped a coin down. And it was so clear, and the sun was shining. And I could see that coin drop, for no exaggeration, like more than 60 seconds. Solid. Oh, horrible. <laughs> and then I started to feel this overwhelming <laughs> sense of, like, this maw below me. Like, this infinite sort of abyss that could just pull me in and I was like okay uh-huh. I gotta get out I gotta get out it was really weird <laughs> mental reaction that I had to it, it was it's very, your like very lizard brain instincts yeah. of like, oh. I, yeah. I started seeing the size of it and the depth and I just got really weirded out and I had to get out it's like being standing on the, on the edge of a cliff or something yeah it's like, so horrifying to me did being on the boat alleviate that or yeah as soon as I got on the boat I was, I was fine like I don't know it was just in that moment it's like something clicked about how really unknowable this is right like how it was really scary it's really scary what is it in 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 relay cthulhu sleeps uh or whatever the relay relay oh yeah relay relay um staircase guys walk down 
As usual, as you start to walk down, you look behind you, and the boat is no longer there. It's just stairs going down. You look, you don't even see your companions traveling with you. Once you enter that staircase, you enter this extra-dimensional space, this pathway between planes of awake and asleep. Your bodies remain behind on the boat to be diddled by weird crew members. As you start to continue down, you start to smell um, smoke, smoke that is like uh, fruit-scented and and spice, spice, like a very strong, pungent spice smells. Um, In fact, that haze begins to cloud your vision as you continue downward and to eventually find yourself walking downstairs into a spacious round room there's a vaulted ceiling above you that's barely visible in this haze of blue mostly blue but multicolored smoke there's soft round couches covering the floor with several golden braziers these ornate hookahs small little tables covered in all sorts of things you see the the wall around you is just curves and and every so often there's a, a, a curtained area behind it that you can't see and then more wall and then another curtained area like these small little alcoves hidden from the main room. You look around and there are people all over the place, several different uh, ancestries, all basically humanoid. In fact, it's mostly uh, populated by these sullen-looking humans that are uh, relaxing in this common room and partaking in all sorts of uh, recreational drugs. You see three or four scantily clad men and women circulating the room, uh, just politely selling these insidious substances uh, to the patrons, like, what about this? And they'll give some money and then be handed something, and maybe they'll teach them how to smoke it or insert it. Let's go to the map real quick. Let's go to the Dave M. Map with new pawns by Angeline. Oh, Angeline. Uh, so Atticus is unchanged, but we have a new Aldo. Complete. <laughs> what? Oh, new Aldo cool. has cool. Warner on his neck. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. You got to oh. You put Aldo up again. Yep. I got to get. I want everybody to see it on stream. Oh. Wow. That's so awesome and Sorry, disgusting. Uh, they yeah. sent these to me this morning. I was like, this is perfect, Angeline. Uh, <laughs> so, new Aldo, and then uh, new Eris, or Eris, actually. Whoa, uh, so that is whoa. way creepier than I originally <laughs> imagined, Eris. Look at my poppet. <laughs> Look at the little poppet. And, of course, the wow. neck melt and chicken hands. I like the blue tongue. Uh, yeah, the blue <laughs> tongue. Great. And of course, and of course, the neck, mouth, and chicken hands. <laughs> and then uh, this one is a sneaky favorite here. Oh wow! <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! Wow. Dude, that is phenomenal. You look wow. like Rusty Venture's dad, like, <laughs> and from Venture Brothers. He's going mountain climbing. That's what it looks like. I love that. That's amazing. Isn't that great? I have Suki too, um, but. Uh, Bravo, Angeline. 
Seriously. Um, so, as you're taking this all in, and, and, you know, as usual, you have to imagine this, the map is much larger than what we're actually seeing. You're seeing about a quarter of the room. Um, if it's a big wide circle, this common area, these alcoves are all around this circle near the staircase, and there are these little setups with people milling about all over. Um, but standing out amongst the crowd in front of you is a rather commanding presence uh, surrounded by uh, a a decent-sized retinue. You see laying on a uh, mahogany and velvet divan a a red-skinned woman with uh, elaborately coiffed hair and a curvaceous form draped in uh, an expensive and uh, partially see-through fabrics. She also has, like, two ram's horns coming out of her head. Um, In fact, one of the attendants is, like, oiling the horns uh, so that they glimmer in the the blue light of the room. Uh, There's a lot going on in here, but it's a very chill atmosphere because of the drugs. Um, And she notices you immediately uh, as you step into the room because you don't look like anyone else there and you seem to have your bearings about you. Um, also, I imagine Eris's neck mouth gains a lot of attention wherever <laughs> you go. It's not always visible. I have my cloak on. Oh, so maybe no? she doesn't see it, but she senses. She senses the neck <laughs> um, She maybe motions to one of the people near her, whispers in her ear, and then that woman scurries over to you. It's a, a tiefling woman, in fact. Uh comes up to Atticus and says, uh, Ambassador, uh, how does she talk? Uh, Ambassador Quiviandra has noticed you and requests the pleasure of an introduction. Oh, then we shall not keep her waiting. Thank you so much. <laughs> and she walks back uh, to the couch I'm glad Atticus knew these traditions. Right. <laughs> when in Diloth Lean, uh, you walk over. Oh, I forgot to pull the image of her, but the pawn that I uh, stole off the internet is pretty accurate. Um, just look. I don't want to zoom into it because I just grabbed it off Google. Um, but she's got those ram horns, red skin. I'll try and get an image up when, when you guys start role-playing. But uh, she brings you over, and there's all these people all around her. Um and she uh, just kind of disperses them. Uh, Leave us! And the the crowd that's like really, really close to her moves away. She's like, come, come closer. I can tell. Yes, what do you say? I I was just going to say, we come closer. I didn't know if you were waiting. No, I'm... Do you come closer? Stalling (laughs) to think of what to say. (laughs) Good evening, friends. Uh, I can tell by your wide-eyed looks and and general comportment that you are strangers here to Dyloth Lean. You are also not the sort of dissolute addicts otherwise prevalent in this den. Where are you from? That is a... Complicated question. We have all the time in the world, my friend. 
Please regale me with tales of your homeland or world. Well, Aldo sort of looks around and says, uh, I'm from somewhere very far away. A southern land, a great continent, full of deserts, rainforest jungles and strange creatures. Oh, it sounds magnificent. I, too, am from far away. Many of these people are. And what about you, rat person? Oh, we have that in common. Aldo, Casimir, and I. Also from the desert, I was born. In the warrens beneath a great city called Kandira. Oh, Kandira, yes. I have heard of such a place, though have never visited. And you, young lady, you have a strange look in your eye. West do you hail? <laughs> West, <laughs> West, such a strange accent. This is, this um, is the part when we'd be hanging out in Troy's apartment when he would do that. We'd be like, "You are such a fucking geek," and then someone would punch him in the arm as hard as he could. Oh, guys, guys, I'm just role playing with my friends. <laughs> you asked me to run this game. <laughs> he talks different. See. Yeah, what he would, what he would do is find the image of the character and just hold up the image in front of his face and do that for him. Yeah, it would, yeah. so would actually do creepy. that. It's true. Yes. It's true. Oh god, or do, or do a gun high. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh See, my god, on the edge of the world. Where do you hail, woman? Woman. Oh, I'm from the Manor Wastelands. Oh, that sounds like a delightful place. Yeah. Do they have any? Available real estate. Um, I mean, I guess so. It's not really like a hot market. Um, a cold weather place. Very variable weather. You never know what's going to happen day to day. Mm. Um, it's a wild place. It sounds lovely. And you, young man. Oh, you are a strapping son of a gun, aren't you? What's your uh, story? Uh, well, uh, well, to begin with, I was born in the River Kingdoms. Ah, yes, never. We moved around a lot. Uh, you know, dad was looking for work, mom was looking for work, it was just one of those things. Uh, is that all you need to know, or you want me to go on? No, that's enough. Okay. It's more than I wanted. <laughs> Alright, well. Excuse me. I found a picture of myself. There yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hold on. Like Elvira Hold hair. Hello. Oh, wow. She kind of looks like B. Arthur with ram horns. And she told me <laughs> that I looked different and weird. My eyes looked weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah I can't help but notice she doesn't have any irises. Only Weird, recognize weird. I see some dots in there. Those are pupils. She looks like Agra from Dark Crystal a little bit with the horns and the, the hair. Bride of Frankenstein here. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I am uh, an ambassador here in Dilathlene. You may call me uh, Quaviandra. So, we know where you're from. 
Why are you here? Are you here to partake in some of the delicious vices we have here in this den? Uh, just, uh, maybe, but what kind of vices do you have available? Is there a menu oh, of some kind? Yes, there is flayleaf. Of course, it's very popular. Or if you are into the harder stuff, perhaps you could try shiver. Make your hair stand up, and I don't mean the ones on your head. Ethel looks around just like just to see if we're if we're going to be partaking. No, I'm afraid that at the moment we uh, are a bit out of our league in that respect. Yeah, we're on the job, you see. Yes, indeed, uh, we are working, as it were. We seek a powerful gift. A powerful gift. A hearthstone. She pauses. A hearthstone, you say. If you have come to attempt to kill me like the others, then I can't imagine you'd be so bold as to just ask about it. No, in fact, there is no desire on our part at all. Is it? That's just what a killer would say. Do I look like a killer? So small. So ineffective. I've been told this my whole life. No, we come begging. We are humble in your very presence. We are afraid this hearthstone is something that we so desperately need to save our own lives. Is there anyway? Why would it save your lives? Explain to me why you seek this. We came under the power of a count, a man who took us in and proceeded to annihilate our minds, even giving us a, a level of amnesia that is only now just beginning to wear off. And as a part of it, we remembered him oh so vaguely. Do you possibly have any memory of a human man, a noble, moving through these parts? This is a quick question. Is yeah. this something that, like, do the Dreamlands just, like, repeat and shit? Like, do people, would people not remember someone coming and killing them and taking their item? Do they just, like, revive? Like, do we know how it would work here? I think you've done enough study at this point to know about the Dreamlands without having to roll dice. Um, uh, no, it, it isn't like a, a repetitive cycle, but time does move strangely. Like, you could uh, take a trip somewhere, come back, go back the next day, and years could have passed. Mm. Um, so time does move strangely. So knowing that, there's a chance that, uh, you know, if Laos did come here, he came here years ago. <laughs> or like days ago like it's just there's no way of really knowing because of the way time flows um, but when you mention that do I has she seen uh, a human noble uh, she says no not particularly but uh, in the past few weeks I have been the target of several assassination attempts perhaps this noble was involved. Poisoned food. Delivery of a cursed robe. Are you robists by any way? 
Well, rather a personal question, but uh, I am in fact a layered roguist. I was given a cursed robe as an anonymous gift. Luckily, I snuffed it out. But then there was an ambush where they succeeded in stealing my heartstone, but not killing me. No, in fact, I laid to waste the entire group, except for the one that got away with my jewel. Perhaps this noble you seek was behind these attempts on my life. Very possibly. And it is he we seek. And believe me, if we find him, we have no intentions of allying with him at all. This could be a great revenge for you. If you could tell us more details of who this was that took it, describe this person and perhaps we could track them down. I have sent my best out to try and find this creature. By all accounts, it was some mercenary who is now lost to the wind. But I do believe I may still be able to help you, because you see, I have replaced my original heartstone with a new one, for someone in my line of work can never be without this very special gift. And I would even perhaps be open open to... um, giving it to you if you could help me with another problem of mine. Come closer. Is that the thing you need help with? Yes, I need you to come. I can't hear very well. Done and done. There, I'm as close as I can get if you'd hand it over, please. And here is the heartstone. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that... By far was the easiest. We rolled away. I was up. expecting something quite <laughs> more difficult. Come closer. I don't want everyone to hear this. Perhaps this count, this man you seek, was behind these assassinations. But either way, I believe someone in my retinue is responsible. Perhaps. They fed my location to this man. Perhaps they have their own reasons for wanting me out of the picture. As you can see, my retinue is rather large. And you look around, there's just like almost two dozen people. Um, But I have been using my powers to figure out who is the one. And I've narrowed it down to three. There is this miserly steward named Amanetta. There's an astrologer and fortune teller named Dole Feth. What is so funny? Did you laugh at the name Dole Feth? Could you spell that? It's, I don't want to be offensive, but sometimes people have a lisp and then you, know, you don't know if it's actually with a T-H or if it's just an S. Dole Feth. D-O-L. D-O-L. Feth. <laughs> no, see, so, uh, it's we interesting. It's a similar conundrum with the Eris Erith thing that in fa- Final Fantasy, which we have here, our friend named Erith. So, very ironic that this is coming up again. D O L T H E T H Dolfeth is also a musician in my ploy, employee named Kavriki. Anyway, I have a private room right over there. She points with her long finger at the... Uh, I'll ping it on the map here. Over there. Take them one by one. Interview them. 
snuff out the assassin and inform me. And the heartstone is yours. No questions asked. Uh, clarifying question. Quiet, uh, you keep your voice down. Clarifying question. Hulking <laughs> chunk of man. Uh, I think that's a compliment, so thank you. Um, mm. when you say snuff uh, He's out, going to be single rather soon. Uh, oh. I actually, uh, the paperwork's been signed. I am single. Uh. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. It was, it was a dark day. Uh, it was dark. Uh, we don't, we don't need to get into it, but I, uh, you know, there was a Single, you say? Have you ever made love on a nightmare? Well, let me ask you. <laughs> <laughs> you should meet his ex-wife. <laughs> question answers itself. Okay, have, you, have you ever looked into the eyes of another person and you know, you know in your heart that they are your soulmate? You know it. And yet they want nothing to do with you? Yes. That, that is the nightmare, my friend. You've sent shivers down my red spine. Anyway, I uh, just what wanted you to question? define... Uh, Stop yelling! Sorry. I wanted you to define uh, uh, snuff out, like, can I just kill them? I want you to find out who they are. Don't worry, I will be taking care of them. Find out which one of them is the bad duck in my troop. <laughs> bad duck in my troop. <laughs> As the saying goes, it's a local expression. It's a dial-up lean expression. Find out which one is the bad duck in my troop. Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard the expression. (laughs) And then tell me, and I will take care of them. Do not let them know why you are questioning them, but they will follow my commands. So question them, but don't let them like know. We're yes. questioning them. Oh, perhaps yes. they are being hired. Perhaps they're being promoted. Considered for promotion. Mm. And we need to do an interview. D- <laughs> he looks around. Dolfeth. Sorry, I was so wrapped up trying to understand what Spit you are saying. Spit in my eye. I was uh, trying to understand what you are saying. Fuck. I forgot what his station was again. He is what? an astrologer. Astrologer. teller. That is it. Maybe. Dolfeth. Maybe. I'm oh, sorry. Maybe. Yes. We're like... We're a consulting group that you brought in to do the interview and, uh, you know, uh... In the herd, so to speak? We're like the headhunters here. We're we're like a headhunter consulting group here to help you deal with your your (laughs) staffing and promotional needs. We'll tell them that we're about to go hardcore (laughs) and they can either agree to that or they can get three months severance. (laughs) They'll definitely choose the former. Yeah, they'll all have to fall in line and agree. I'm sure that won't backfire at all. There's no downside to this. this If you're just mean to people enough, they'll let you be mean to them. I like this plan. Just be cool. Like I said before the stream, I'm sure defensiveness and uh, my is is just a is is a corporate strategy. Apparently, that's true. Fragile defensiveness. Why don't we, at first, give them all little blue check mark badges? I don't understand. We can walk in with a kitchen sink. And then take them away. (laughs) And then take away their food. And then... Do you want this back? Listen, whatever method you employ, be discreet. And when you're done, come to me. Who would you like to speak with first? Amanetta? Delph? Dolpheth? 
or Kavriki. <laughs> we'll go in reverse alphabetical order. To be fair. Kavriki. <laughs> you want to speak to Kavriki? Yes. All right. Kavriki, hey! <laughs> <laughs> grabbing her I turn you guys and I'm like so guys listen I usually only use this on children but my papa can help me like make a good impression on people sometimes so I just want to let you know like don't be freaked out if I involve egg great papa's name is egg yeah egg egg good to know good yes doesn't sound horrifying at all this is Everyone should be moved near her, and I'll move everyone else away. Is it time, Joe? Oh, you already, well, already oh, was I already, time. I already started. <clears throat> it was delicious. It is delicious. My right, dauntless so. snack. And somebody in chat was like, is he snapping a Slim Jim? <laughs> snapping a Slim John? All right, so you guys a little are... dauntless John. Sponsored the stream. Member of the Nash. Support him. You guys are all around Quiviandra here. It's just like, hey, come on, and uh, this uh, woman comes over. Do, 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 do. Kavriki. Uh, yes, my mistress. Um, go with these uh, men and women into my private chambers. They are uh, doing Nonsense. some work. For, they are Nonsense. consultants. and Well, they'll explain to you why they need to speak with you. And uh, Kavriki bows with her loot. And uh, begins uh, walking in that direction. Do you guys just follow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will open up the map a little bit here. Do a little reveal on me. Little reveals alone. And you guys can place yourselves in that private room back here. Unless you I don't, don't have access to your pawns. Do you use this <laughs> app? Do I not have access to my pawn? Um, <clears throat> it's possible. Right, you just click it. Yeah, no, I don't have access to it. Okay, I'll try and fix that. <clears throat> in the meantime, I'll move you I'm in. I'm there in spirit. You're there. Um, and so, let me see. So, you want to speak to Kavriki? <clears throat> and she says, yes, hello. I imagine I am to delight all of you with a song. Last Christmas, no, no, I please, gave you please, my heart. Please, please. What? You as beautiful as your song. voice and that song is, we have other more urgent business. Do you not like my music? Should I kill oh, myself? Oh, I love it. No, no. Well, that work? Well, we're not really interviewing you for, like, your professional skills. It's more, like, soft skills. So we're going to ask, like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And yeah, Kate like has been on several job interviews in the yeah, last couple just of weeks. recently. let her take the lead so on she is super it. fresh. Like, honestly, Kate, you take it. But I just want to make it clear to uh, all the listeners and to chat that the character that is saying this and speaking this way as chicken hands and a neck mouth. <laughs> you don't see the neck mouth, and it's and not immediately obvious, you know? It's just maybe something's so, off about her. So she's wearing a turtleneck. She's got a cloak on that ties, like, right around her neck. And it's I a long I just wanted to make cloak. sure everyone had the right image. Go on. Yeah, right. 
Oh, we're gonna do some icebreakers with chicken hands. <laughs> chicken Can you hands. just maybe what do you mean give the me a brief soft skills? Uh, I do not <laughs> understand. Can you just maybe give me a brief, like you know, five, like tell me about yourself and why it is you want to uh, work here? Uh, well, I do work here. I am uh, the the musician for uh, Quaviandre. I am. Uh, I, I play many songs uh, for her whenever she asks. I am uh, I am a master of, of Christmas songs. Uh, I can play anything on my lute. Uh, name a song and I will play it for you. Stairway to Heaven. Oh, I don't know that one. Mbop? Mbop. I've also never heard of Everyone, that. literally everyone knows Mbop. It is a very simple chord progression. I am ashamed. I must kill myself. <laughs> uh, please, uh, you've said this one too many times. It is uh, the way of Dilatlin. Are you happy here working for your mistress? Oh, very much so. She is a, uh, a, a very giving and uh, kind mistress, and I do all that I can to delight her and her her retinue and, and her guests, some of which are uh, very um, high society, important people. How do you feel your performances have been lately? Do you think that right. she is in your... Uh, you are in her good favor? I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Uh, I feel like I can always do better, but I have been uh, trying my best to learn new songs. Um... Would you like to hear Last Christmas once more? No. I gave no. you... That's, that's we what don't I just need learned. It at the moment. Uh, are, are you from Galt? From where? Uh, Galt. Have you ever heard of the nation of Galt? No, I have not. I am I am from, from Dairathleen. I I was raised no. in places such as this. Most, it's, you, are, you are not familiar with the area. No, we are visitors. Uh, in fact, our consultancy is based very much so on not being from here and offering a new perspective. It's how we say not biased. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Outside yeah, consultants. Many people such as myself. It's <laughs> kid. just like the... <laughs> Outside. Many, many people such as myself, we grew up here... Uh, in Tylathleen, grew up in and around the vice dens. Uh, many of us are the unwanted children of the people who have uh, come seeking pleasure and forgot about what they left behind. I am one such creature. Uh, that is why I do my best to um, try and uplift the spirits. Of I'm this sorry. Place. Yes. Did you say unwanted children? Yes, Dilatlin oh. is is full of unwanted children roaming the streets, uh, and hopefully they too will find a place. What about what are you your see vices? See like movement <laughs> underneath the cloak. Yeah, as her <laughs> neck mouth starts is. to quiver. Ethel lurches forward. Is like, what are your vices? Uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I smoke. You smoke. What yes. do you smoke? What do you smoke? Yes, I, in the doobie. I, I'm mostly Parliament lights. I. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's the assassin. I, I. They told me not to, but I am. Um, how you say the 
the bad duck of my troop. Do you ever get a chance to travel far from the uh, the chambers here? Where do you make your home? I go wherever my mistress needs me. Uh, I I live. Um, we we are always on the move as she is an ambassador. Uh, are you not familiar where she is from? No. She asked us all where we were from, but uh, was not so interested in sharing her own experiences. Oh, and we didn't want to pry. Then it is not for me to say either, for I am but a simple uh, musician. Would you uh, like does, to everyone, yes. does everyone know her intimate secrets of where she is from, etc., as much as you do? Mm, the her steward, uh, Amanetta, I believe she knows much of... Uh, our mistress's movements. She's mm. always um, talking about things that I wonder. How does she know? How Interesting. does she know these things? And what do you what do you think of Amanetta as a person and servant to your lady? Uh, she has uh, always been very kind to me, but very nosy. If you uh, catch my drift. Mm. Why are you trying to get Amanetta fired? I am not. I am just telling you. Um, I was just answering your question about Amanetta. I appreciate the honesty, indeed. She is the tiefling um, that is in our group. Have you had any exchanges with Dolphith? Dolphith? No, I do not believe in uh, astrology and the stars. <laughs> She's going to say, no, I do not believe in Dolphith. <laughs> <laughs> we've been assured that he exists. We've never seen him. Dolphith. <laughs> It's funny. No, yes, no, he does not exist. <laughs> I am not a child <laughs> to believe in this dolphin. Um, all right. So at this point, I'd like to roll uh, a perception just to get a, a sense of this feels, sense motive. Yeah, sense motive. Um, yeah, how about that? Sense motive or Me perception? Too. You guys can mix and match if you want. Isn't it? What is it? Well, there is no sense motive anymore. Yeah, no, there so, is, but it uses it uses perception. Or is it sense is, motive is an action, but it uses your perception? Skill. Yeah, so it would be against like if she was lying, it's against her deception DC. Right. Um, but it is a perception check against her deception DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that was really good. Uh, ooh. That's a 31 for Atticus. Oh! 33 for Ethel. Oh, Ethel, you badass. And Aldo's just going to do a general perception check around the room. Uh, 25. I got a 37. Wow. 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 Right? uh, No, that's wrong. Did Agassiz? I got a 27. (laughs) That's that's very wrong. All right, so you should have waited until right after we heard the answer to then correct yourself. <laughs> that's sorry, how we like, play the glass cannon that's way. Right. That's the glass cannon way. Oh wait. Um, well, Eris and um, Atticus and Ethel, uh, you don't detect uh, that she's being duplicitous, duplicitous at all in her responses to you, um, as you. Um, Aldo, start to look around the room or look at things, um, you do notice that um, she has some hidden daggers, like, in the folds of her clothes that just seem uh, sort of out of place 
for a musician. Do you have society? Uh, any good points in society? I believe I do. I'm untrained, but I'm not terrible. I'm trained. I am trained in society, but I wasn't quite looking for yeah. hidden weapons. You tell Unless me. Unless Aldo shares this information, like, hey, notice they got some weapons. Let's have Aldo roll to society, see if you learn anything. Uh, natural 20. Oh, shit. Natural wow. 20. Yeah. Um, so you, you notice the daggers. You're like, huh, that's strange. And then as you continue looking at her, you think that her clothing is far too expensive for that of a common musician that she uh, claims to be. So. Yeah. She's on the take. She's on the take. Take. Well, you only you know this, right? You're not sharing it. I'm not, no. Okay. Um, before we let you go, uh, please, the full rendition last Christmas. You, what was it? All the, all the verses, please. Thank you. Hey, last Christmas, <laughs> I give you my heart. <laughs> and she does like an Aaron Neville version that takes 45 oh, years. Last Christmas. The Bleeding Gums Murphy version. Bleeding. Is, is there anything else? No, thank you so much for your cooperation. If we need to talk to you again, you will be here. Oh, of course, I will be uh, right around uh, wherever my mistress is. You will find me. You've been most helpful. Yes, one of us will reach Thank out you. to you at, uh, and let you know about the next uh, phase in this interview process. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. All right. Well, enjoy your time. Be sure to do some drugs. <laughs> right. Goodbye. Yep. She walks out. So as soon as she's out of earshot, Aldo will share. Says, "Didn't her clothing seem a bit fancy for someone who claims to be in the position she's in? Also, she had several hidden daggers tucked into that fancy clothing." Ooh. Oh, very interesting. How that is interesting. Well, what kind done. of daggers? Uh, I don't know. Sharp daggers. Sharp daggers—the kind that you would use to cut things. I knew it. I knew it. I knew. I knew that rendition of Last Christmas wasn't up to snuff. No. Yeah. Certainly, her outfit is is far greater than her rendition of Last Christmas would lead us to believe her earning capacity is. Let's yes. not jump to conclusions. Yes, but I detected no deception in her responses, uh, being loyal to her, her lady and trying to do her best, uh, being a perfectionist and always falling a bit short. It seemed to be rather uh, honest, though... Let's talk to the others, and we can still make a judgment. Though this is a very important piece of information, Aldo. Well done. Well done. Thank you. How about this mythological Dolphith? Dolphith. Continuing in reverse in reverse alphabetical order, that would be our next interview. We open up the door and walk back to her. My yes, lady, how did your talk with Kavriki go? We would prefer to not share details until we have spoken to all three. Is Dolteth available? Dolteth, yes. Hey, Dolteth! <laughs> <laughs> and Dolteth comes over 
and he says, yes, my mistress. Uh, yes, oh, wait. Wait, I'm hearing. I'm hearing a voice. I'm hearing a voice. Did one of you... Did one of you lose someone recently? <laughs> and you just see Apple go, mm. He's just like trying to keep his composure. I'm hearing someone... Someone passed. Did, 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 did you lose someone recently? I'm sorry. We need to stay unbiased while we are consulting. Oh, but of course, but I've, I've, I've just, I hear these voices and I can't help but <laughs> someone Out of curiosity, is, what would that voice be saying? It's a, uh, it's a, it's a woman, a woman's voice. Yes. Is, is, is a, uh, did a woman pass recently? One of you? Like a, we'll like ask a, the questions. I, I see the letter K. A, a, a K or a J. Something about the money. Something about the money? <laughs> Who's the guy that's John about John the Edwards. money? John Edwards. This is the John Edwards thing. Something about the Something <laughs> about something, the money? <laughs> something about the money. I'm seeing the letter K, maybe an M? Something uh, I'm seeing an T. A. Have you, um, you, have you guys watched the South Park about John Edwards? Yeah, I was just thinking about <laughs> the that. Biggest yeah. Yeah, yeah, the biggest douche in the universe? Yeah, biggest douche in the universe. Well, she wants you, you to know. the biggest douche in the <laughs> She wants you to know that the money's, the money's okay. You can see a single tear <laughs> roll do down Ethel's cheek. Okay, we definitely can't use any of Ethel's feedback in this. Yeah, Ethel's gone bye-bye. In the room, pal. Oh, ah, uh, yes, right. Yes, I'm hearing another. All right, we'll go in the room, and uh, you walk into the room with Dolfeth. And uh, let me update the map here. Dolfeth. So, Kavriki is out. Dolfeth is in. Indeed, I am curious from a metagaming standpoint why so why you must put these it's all on a map. Why is that? It's just a nice map. Um, it is a nice map. It is a nice map. Well, it's funny you should mention that, because once all of you get in the room, something very strange happens. Adolphus is like, I'm hearing another voice, and all of a sudden you see the curtain, like, straightens taut, and like, vroom, locks to the floor, and all of a sudden there's this burst of purple gas filling the room. Everybody roll a fortitude save. Oh, no. What the shit? What the shit? What is this? Are you just like... I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm no longer fatigued, right? That's only... My night terrors are only in the waking lands. Okay. Okay. That um, helps marginally. Fortitude save. Did you say fortitude, John? I did. Oh, no, skin. It's a bad roll. I, have a, I also rolled terribly. <laughs> oh, no. no. Uh, uh, it's a 27 for Atticus. Okay. Natural two oh. for a 17 for Ethel. Oh, oh 17 dear. 17 buddies. 17 buddies. And uh, what about Eris? 33. I rolled nice. a natural 18. Nice. <laughs> Everybody roll for initiative. Oh, oh my goodness. What on earth? What am I rolling? Uh, perception. Okay. I thought we were going to be interrogating this fellow, but it looks like... Oh! 
Ah, he's a dirty bastard, but I knew it because I rolled great initiative. <laughs> <laughs> oh. right, what did you roll, Eris? Um, 27. 27. Ethel? Another good roll. Uh, Ethel rolled a 22. Atticus? 28. And Aldo? Uh, 13. Natural one. Oh, jeepers. Get those out of the way. All right. Um, here's what happens immediately. This gas fills the room. And Dolphith is like, wait, I'm hearing another voice. He starts, like, what? grabbing at his throat. Oh. oh, shit. And he hits the floor, and you just see, like, he's out. Eris, you seem to be fine by this initial uh, gas that enters the room. However, Atticus fails... And Aldo and Ethel critically fail. I failed with a 27? You failed with a 27. Eris succeeded with a 33. Uh, Where Aldo... I don't know if you know this, but this book was inappropriately uh, converted. (laughs) Yeah, I have a complaint to lodge. All right, so this thing that you're inhaling uh, to Aldo and Ethel, you immediately go to stage two of this poison uh, and you take eight points of slashing damage. It's like inhaling fiberglass that's oh. cutting up your insides and you're stupefied one. Uh, Atticus, you take five points of poison damage. Five so five points. points of poison damage to Atticus and Aldo and uh, Scooby-Doo Ethel take uh, eight points of slashing damage. <laughs> And you're stupefied one. He, like, coughs blood up. (laughs) All right, let's go uh, in round order here as these stages play out. Uh, It is Atticus's turn. Give me another fortitude save. If you pass, you will be cured. Uh, And you know this is at the the beginning of your turn. Yeah, I'm basically using initiative order to track the stages unless something changes uh, the situation. Okay, okay, but it's definitely the beginning of my turn. So, like, for example, if I ran out of the room, that doesn't matter. No, you can do something like that. Try it. Okay, so uh, he is going to run out of the room. Uh, you go to run to that curtain, and it's completely taut and impassable. It's something, some sort of trap has been set in the room. Um, all right, so uh, that is... Oh, this is crazy. All right, so that is an action. Um... In the meantime, I'm going to see if uh, afflictions tick at the beginning of your turn or not, just in case you can, like, cast something that boosts your Yeah, spell. exactly. Like, I feel like it goes at the end of the turn. I mean, I, do these have flat checks? No, they have a save. Um, uh, I'm looking to see if I have something that would allow me to, to jump. I just don't have it right now. Uh, I don't I don't believe so. End of um, your turn. End of your turn. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. Oh dear. That's a trap! It's a trap! It's a trap! Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything that would boost fortitude saves or allow me to uh, jump to the other side of the door. So, um, I will ready an action. I'm going to ready an action with the two actions I have left, but I can only ready one action. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll just ready an action to uh, 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 put up a shield if something comes near me. Like, see. Okay. And in the meantime, uh, just to keep it moving, and I will roll fortitude save. And I'm going to fail. I mean, obviously. Uh, yeah, that is a fail. 
is a uh, 24. All right, so you progress to stage two, and you take 13 points of slashing damage, and you're stupefied one. Oh, my God. And now it goes to... Eris. Hey. So I'm going to turn myself into hey a gaseous form. Oh, nice. Oh. Perfect. Perfect. Gaseous form. And try to get out of this room through a tiny crack. <laughs> wow. Having that spell immediately come in handy is perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. That's All so right. perfect. How many actions is it to cast gaseous form? So that's form? a two-action spell. It's polymorph okay. and transmutation traits. Somatic, verbal. And one willing creature. And I'm willing. And it's right, a five-minute duration. So you cast it on yourself, and then you still have one action left to try and move out of the room. And I'm going to say that you're able to find a, a crack that lets you slide back out into the common area. That's um, what I do. But you are awesome. just a cloud of gas, uh, which in that room wouldn't look out of place as there's smoky haze everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it is now Ethel's turn. Ethel, you are at stage two of this and stupefied one. All right, Ethel is going to move to the the curtain, the the door, uh, and just and draw his hammer and his hatchet and just begin to hack at the curtain, trying to cut us free. <laughs> I love it. Uh, give me a fortitude save. All right. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, Twenty-two. Oh boy. All right, not bad. I rolled bad. You take eight points of poison damage, and now you're stupefied too. Oh. Um, and do I do any damage to the curtain? Do I? Uh, yeah. Um, you don't have to roll it. Uh, I'm just going to say you've begun damaging this curtain. That doesn't feel like a curtain anymore. It still has felt on the outside, but there's some sort of like metal behind it that you're banging into. It's metal? Oh gosh. So yeah. I like, all right. So with the, that, I'm not that. I'm only stupid. I'm stupefied too. It's not that. Not like I'm uh, totally incapacitated. So once I realize what it is, I'll share. If there's some sort of metal door. We need to find another way out. Find another way out. And it is Aldo's turn. All right. First thing I'm going to do as, a, as I'm coughing up blood is I'm going to do an alchemical lore check to see if I can identify the substance that we're breathing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, okay. That is a 29. Yep, that's enough to know. Uh, this is a burnt Other fumes trap. You've heard of Other fumes? No. O-T-H-U-R. So um, I thought you were mispronouncing other. Other, no, it, might, it honestly might oh, be pronounced. Yeah, do you mean other? Are you trying to say other? It probably is pronounced other. This is actually goes back to uh, D&D 3.5, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, they're an awesome poison. I'm just looking to see, like, more information on that. But you know it's burnt other fumes. Okay. Is there, an, is there any counteracting agent or anything? Um, you know that like it, it, it only lasts for a certain amount of time. Actually, I can tell you it lasts six rounds. So at the end of six rounds, if you haven't uh, fully saved uh, or brought yourself back above stage one, uh, it stops. Uh, it's run its course. But if you keep failing saves, you're going to keep taking damage and keep. Uh, I don't know if the stupefied will stack or not. But anyways, you're, uh, okay. you're going to keep taking damage. All right, it's Alpha. <clears throat> Uh, and I'm going to do a perception check to see if there's anything notable about yeah. the situation that I haven't seen yet. Uh, that is a 25. 25. All right. So the one thing you do notice in the northern part of the room, there seems to be a little outline on the wall that looks like it might be a secret door leading out of this 
chamber. Oh, huge. Okay. Oh, my God. Huge. So I'm like, I, he's coughing and pointing at that spot on the door. <laughs> and I think that's basically, that's his third action. That's basically all he can do. Okay. Uh, give me another fortitude save. Okay. Man, another natty 10. Uh, that is a, it's a fail. It's a fail. It's a fail. Uh, all right, you're going to take um, five, nine, 13 points of poison mm. damage, and you're stupefied too. Ugh. Um, yeah, the stupefies for this do not stack. It's just one round, um, but you'll te- keep, keep taking this poison damage. Uh, and now it goes to round two. Atticus, you're still afflicted. You're at stage two. What do you do? Yeah, no threat came out for him to cast his John, so he is going to... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, he he's gonna follow Atticus or uh, Aldo's lead uh, to the wall, uh, and he'll just start trying to find and open this secret door. All right, you move to the wall. First action, second action, you open a door and you see this little alcove uh, here. It looks like it's meant uh, for people to sneak in and out of Queviandra's room, um, and uh, yeah, you want to roll another perception check when you're in there to try and find out how to get out of that. Well, uh, move to the door. Open the door. That's two actions. Yeah. Third action would be moving in. Fourth yep, action would that. be looking around. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look before I move in. Yeah, it's a very tight space. So if you moved in there, you could be blocking the way for others. Yeah. So I'm going to take a quick like peek, peek, peek. Oh, that's good, dude. Uh, nice. That is 28. Yep. Sure nice. enough, you see an outline of another door uh, on the opposite side. Uh, uh, okay. And uh, he's coughing, <coughs> and he's waving everybody this way um, past him. And another fortitude save. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to dodge the, the fumble here. This is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. Um, okay, didn't fumble. Same thing, 27. Oh, no. It, oh, no, it didn't go down. Will goes down with stupefied, not fortitude. Uh, 27. All right, 13 points of poison damage, and you're stupefied, too. Like, on the wall, he's just, like, blood coughing up, and it's splattering on the wall. You see Dolph Theft's uh, skin is completely purple, and his veins are, like, crawling up his neck to his face, and his eyes are just frozen open. He's dead. Um, he's Jesus. dead already. He's wow. dead already. What? He didn't have as many hit points as you guys. Yeah, he's uh, not a hero. He's not yeah. eighth level. If he was, he wouldn't yeah. be working for this one. <laughs> he was a first level astrologer. Um, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Um, I'm getting M. The letter M. M. M maybe a J. A J. <laughs> J or G. Um, it's Eris's turn. So Something good. about the money. Okay, so like Kate or Eris doesn't see this. That he because like I was thinking that. Dolphith um, did this, but maybe he didn't, but like she's not in the room anymore. So she ungashes right. herself. Okay, that's probably, is that one action to um, ungashes? I, the target ten, it's dismissing the spell. Okay, that's probably a one action. Yeah, and then discreetly walk to uh, Quiviandra. Whoa, oh man, we have split the and yeah. say SP. Um someone trapped the room we are interviewing in. My comrades <laughs> are dying. So I, I think we might have found the person. Can you help? Wait. 
Wait, you, you stop speaking so quickly. What happened? <laughs> Slow down. Some Calm gas. yourself and explain the situation. Some gas trap was let off into the room. Gas trap in my quarters? My God, what? this is amazing. I mean, Kate, you are portraying this as if we have come in to interview people that we're going to fire. Mm-hmm. And as part of doing so, someone in like a cubicle set off a death trap for the people that were interviewing them. And then you walked out to the boss and were like, someone set a death trap. Like in the most, in the most calm tone. Also, the trap is probably meant for her. So it's like, Right? Like, yeah. just in case it was the last person we didn't interview, like, I remember she told us to keep our voices down. So I'm just trying to discreetly walk over there and yeah, tell her, hey, totally. shit's going down in that room. I Gas, think it's poison. Obviously. Obviously. Musician. There so is a, right? There, listen, there is a secret passageway in the room to the north of the room where my quarters are. Go in that way and let your friends out. Do it quickly. Okay, got it. Thanks for your help. Yes, be cool. Don't let everyone know. This will be important for the investigation. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. She goes, well, I don't think she does anything. That was like kind of three actions. So she ends her turn standing there saying she'll be cool. One, two. You can begin moving over there. there. Talking is free action. Oh, okay. Um, So you can begin moving over there. Um, And now it is Ethel's turn. Ethel uh, will pick up uh, Dolteth, not realizing he's dead because he's stupefied. Right. Uh, he'll pick him up, throw him over his shoulder. I'm assuming that's going to be two actions. Because he's right uh, next to me. One. Yeah, sure. All right, one. And then I'll just move into the room uh, and then open the door. Okay. Uh, so you move into that little crawl space and you open the door into uh, another little alcove situation and uh, we'll say there's a couple people in there and they're getting high. <laughs> it's this guy and this dude is like, hey, hey, give that door closed. I'm getting high in here. <laughs> Come on, man. Me and my girl are getting high. <laughs> Come on, man. Shut that door, dude. You're letting all the weed out. <laughs> Your room stinks, man. You got some bad flay leaf. Roll a fortitude save. Do I get any kind of uh, assistance for not being in the room anymore and directly Um, exposed? Yeah, give yourself a plus five now that you've got a little more fresh air coming into there. You're not in that closed quarters. Okay, that is much better. That's going to be a uh, 35. All right, 35 is going to take you from stage three to stage two which is just going to be uh, nine points of slashing damage and stupefied one. Great. If you save again, you go to stage one. Save again, you'll be fine. And I believe this is round three uh, of six. And now it is Aldo's turn. Oh, God. I mean, we really need... uh, What's her name? (sighs) Sarah. Suki. Heal us. Yeah. Aldo is going he's going to rush through like pushing past Atticus and Ethel into the the next room uh, getting into the Hey the come on people. man this is a two person party I don't and, have enough drugs for you and I cough blood this giant gout of blood up onto both of them Ah uh, uh, 
It's a great thing to experience when you're super high. Uh, so, and I'm going to do a perception check in this room to see if there's anything I notice. Okay. Uh, probably not. Uh, 19. It's lots of drugs, and the curtained wall uh, isn't as hard as the one from the one you left. And it's hard. <laughs> uh, roll a fortitude save with a plus five. Okay. Oh, uh, it's another fail. Not a critical fail. Okay, um, so you just repeat stage three, which is obviously still pretty bad. Six, twelve. Oh, God, 17 points of damage. Oh, my God. And stupefied, too. This is a brutal poison. Yeah. Um, all right, that's good news is that's the end of round three. It now goes to round four, um, and it's Atticus's turn. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Uh, Atticus, I guess there's nothing else to do here but but uh, follow everyone, run out, uh, and get the hell out of there. Okay. So he'll move through. Uh, hey, ru- come on, man! Running into the room. Uh, I'm seeing rats! This blood is making me see rats! <laughs> he's gonna oh, go get to the, off me! Uh, he's going to go to the curtain and push the curtain open. Ah, okay. So you push the curtain open and you bust into that room and now you've got uh, much more space. Give yourself a plus 10 to that save because you've still inhaled it uh, uh, yeah. and it's entered your body. <clears throat> like right into this nice party he just starts like ho- hawking up blood. Eris sees him pop and out. And people just like, oh man, he had too much. <laughs> he had too much. He partied too and there's the natural 20. That is too a much 43. <laughs> Alright, that's great. So that's going to take you from stage 3 to stage 1. Um, it'll bounce you uh, two, which is uh, just a simple six points of poison damage. One more. And do save, I do I lose my stupefied condition? Yes. Oh, huge. Okay, great. Um, great. And now it's Eris. Eris, you see the curtains open, and it looks like your friends have found the way out, but they're yeah. still coughing up blood. So I see they found the way out, but I also just realized I feel like as she walked to this curtain. And she passes by. I mean, the pawn is there for Kavriki, but is Kavriki still out in this room? Ah, uh, she is. She's saying, Last Christmas, <laughs> I gave you my heart, but the very next day. So She's she standing. goes up behind her and just says, You really have to learn another song. Um, we need to talk. Um, and like, Grabs her by the hand. Or, like, puts her hand on the shoulder. Whoa! What is that chicken? What, 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 what is the matter? I don't understand. I'm playing. You interrupted my song. Um. I, like, is there a way I can, can, like, intimidate her? Like, I have, I have, um, um, an intimidating glare. I'm gonna glare at her. Okay, what is that? And try to demoralize her. Um, oh. It's a train. I'm trained in intimidation, and I can demoralize uh, with a mere glare. And when I do, the demoralized uh, loses the. Uh, when I do, demoralize uses the auditory trait and gains the visual trait, and you don't take a penalty if the creature doesn't understand your language. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so do you still have to roll an intimidate check, or is it automatic? It doesn't say it's automatic. Um, yeah, you just... have to. You still have to roll your. Okay. Okay, Intimidate. So it's like uh, Teen Wolf. I would like a cake 
You better yeah. stay where, where yeah. you are, exactly. you sneaky little bard bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> bard bitch. <laughs> I pulled a natural five for a 19. Let's let's talk. Ooh. So don't cause move, a scene. Let's talk. Move to her. Talking is free. I rolled to intimidate, and one action plunge a dagger into her throat. <laughs> yeah. Um, an action to just gr- just grab her. Like, okay, I got like just grab her by the arm. Like you know, like you're in trouble, Missy. Right. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go to the other room. The other room? Yes, the room that we were in. I can fix this. You can fix this? Yes. I'm going to put you in that room. I'm not going to come in with you. Right, just bring me over there. Okay. I'll do it next round. Can't wait. Sweet. I'm out of actions. What do you want me to do? I'm simply out of actions. Uh, it's Ethel's turn. Uh, Ethel, still carrying the body of Dolfeth. Uh, we'll walk. We'll walk through the room with the uh, and ruin those two people's party. Oh uh, come on, man! <laughs> you got knives. <laughs> and we'll just carry Dolteth out into the main room. Don't cut my drugs! Don't uh, cut my drugs, man! <laughs> come on, knifey! Don't cut my drugs! <laughs> uh, you carry that Dolteth out and bring him into that room. Uh, roll again with a plus ten. Okay, uh, 38. Okay, and were you at stage two, or were you were you still stupefied two, or what were you? I was stupefied one. Okay, so a 38 is a crit. You go from stage two to you're fine. Amazing. Okay. Huge. Huge. Actually, no, 38 is not a crit. <laughs> you just go to stage one. Uh, I'm, already takes, at stage, I'm already at stage one. You, you go from stage two to stage one. I was at stage one. You were at stage two because you were stupefied one, right? Oh, sorry, I was stupefied one. Sorry, you take seven points of damage. But one more save and you're fine. Uh, And now it is Aldo's turn. All right, Aldo, he's going to, like, he's knocking over tables full of drugs, sending them scattered, Ah! scattering. (laughs) It's coughing blood up onto everything that someone You're worse than your friend Knifey! There's always a bad duck in every troop! I'm a (laughs) knife! I'm the worst duck you'll ever see, mate. <laughs> and he goes outside, covered in blood, poison, and flay leaf. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna try to do a fortitude save. Oh my god, dude! Uh, twenty-four. No, it's so high the save on this one. So you take oh no, twelve, fourteen points of damage, and you oh, remain stupefied oh. too. <laughs> So this thing is just eating you guys alive. Um, and uh, and then it's round five. Uh, and at the top of round five, uh, she uh, motions to all of you. Um, and she, uh, I'm talking about Kavriki, like walks over and you see her very uh, subtly like tap something on the curtain. And the curtain parts. And she, she uh, motions for all of you to go inside. You know, the curtain, like, softens. And then she motions for you all to come inside. It comes to Atticus's turn. Atticus, you're still... Are you fine now, or you're one save away from... I think you're one save from fine. Yeah, so, I went to one. Yeah, I went to stage one. Uh, right. So he's still got it in him, and he's coughing. He's like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> 
There's a cloud of poison gas in there. No, no, it's, it's, he's fine. It's fine, I took care of it. Great. I'm going to go along with this because it's a stream. <laughs> this doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, am I still doing a plus 10? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that is a 39. All right, so you're fine now. Uh, he will follow. Okay, you go in there, and there's no more gas in the room. And the curtain's totally normal. She <sighs> like, tripped something that turned off the trap. <sighs> Why did you do that? Sorry. I, I, I have to protect myself. I do not understand what is going on here. Indeed. Uh, are we out of combat? Or is everybody else uh, going to come no, in here? because they're still choking. Um, but Eris, it's Eris's turn. Eris, you're not choking. Do you want to just come into the room? Yeah, since I was like, uh, like I grabbed her arm, I like, I would assume went into the room with her. Yeah. And yeah, also, because she's demoralized, she is frightened one. Of me, at least. Ah, oh. <laughs> um, ah. So Don't I go with naked. her, and I kind of just like hold my hand out of her my fingernails like don't do any more funny business you don't want to see me and what else I can do you don't truly you don't and then she takes out her poppet she goes and you don't want to see what egg can do (laughs) oh man please 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 no Uh, Ethel uh, Ethel will follow them and I guess make another save when he gets yeah, in the room. Yeah, make another save. Uh, plus 10. There's no more gas abounding, so you're starting to get that fresh air in to clean out your lungs. Okay, uh, 38 again. All right, so you're fine, but poor Aldo is left <laughs> still at stage three. All right. Uh, give me another save here. All right, I'm still pushing my way past all these drug addicts. <laughs> I'm still carrying Dolteth, by the way. Yes. I just carry this <laughs> dead body through the room. Uh, Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, 41. 41. All right. So yeah. you just go to stage one uh, and you take four points of damage. Okay. You get into the room and uh, close the curtain behind you. And she's like, all right, listen. I, you don't understand. I I had no choice. Queliandra, I, I, she's, she's very evil. She's very evil, and, 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 and this was meant for her. This was not meant for you. Well, of course she is evil, but uh, what do you mean? Even if it was meant for her, why does it go off the moment you leave the room? Because I can, I, can trigger, I can trigger the trap. I figured if you were poking around, wondering things, you may find me out and hand me over to her. So I, I felt the, my only chance was to eliminate you as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You probably have no reason to to trust me or believe me, but if you have any goodness in you at all, you will know that I am not your enemy, though I just tried to kill you. It was in self-defense, for I knew that... Well, I didn't know. The point is, Quiviandra, she, 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 she is involved in, in horrible things. She is, she, she is here on Dilathleen to, to try and establish an uh, illegal network of soul traders uh, to bring uh, her, her night hag practice of bartering souls into the dreamlands. This is what she does on her home world and her home dimension of Abaddon. This would ruin the dreamlands if she did that here. This is dark sorcery. 
She considers the souls of the dreamers who inhabit my home uh, to be an untapped resource. These extraplanar bazaars. She wants to corner the market herself and, and steal our very souls, the souls of my people. These souls are already broken. Like I told you before, wandering children in the streets, wondering who their parents were. They I do keep not know. hearing about this, but I haven't seen it yet. Well, she will steal their souls. Mm. The souls of these children, they will never grow up to sing mm. Last Christmas in a drug den. It's terrible, yes. Um, but I don't want to get too excited talking about lost children on the street and their souls or bodies being eaten. Um, yes, I'm afraid you may have stumbled upon the wrong crew. <laughs> we are not exactly interested in doing what is, what you call it, the right thing. But she must die. She must die to stop. Oh, of course she this must. But yet practice. you have been serving her for how long? So, she must die, yes? Yes, she killable. Yes. How? Yes. A simple poison like this, it did nothing to us. What would it have done to her? It would have, it would have weakened her and then I could have come in and finished the job. She it did something to me. Oh, yes, I'm very sorry. Oh. I, again, I did not. Oh, no. You live. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eris walks over to you and puts her hand on your back and goes, there, there, Aldo, it's going to be okay. And she's going to soothe you, um, if you're willing. Um, and sure. you get... What is this? You get 13 hit points back. Oh, that is quite soothing. Thank you. And you get a plus two status bonus to saves against mental effects for a minute. I don't know if this is a mental effect or not. But it's not poison. Uh, awesome. Ethel, Ethel heaves the body of Dolteth onto the floor. <laughs> looked like you were just carrying out a guy that like had too much. Right, like, you right. almost <laughs> looked like you were. He's been overserved. Um, <laughs> and then he draws his warhammer and his hatchet. He turns to Aldo and Atticus. He's like. Do I kill her, or no, I kill the other one? Please, please, you appear to be uh, very formidable. The fact that you could uh, withstand this poison when that uh, terrible astrologer died in two rounds shows me that, that you have the strength to defeat her. Just help me turn the tables on her. Let, let me go back out there, and um, and then you call her in here to discuss your findings. I will not I will not trip that trap. It needs to be reset. It's a whole thing. Um, but when she comes in, you, you launch your attack on her, and I will keep her retinue occupied in the common room. If you try to, 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 to face her and corner her out there, there's no, there's no way of knowing how many people will come to her aid. In here, you can, you can make short work of her. Um, but you, you, you must trust me. She is the one you want, not me. You think you, she, you, whatever, whatever reward she promised you, she will not give you. She is full of lies and deceit. This is what she does. She not only trades in soul, she trades in lies. You have made a Three cents motive. Three cents motive or somewhere. Leave us. What? We can still sense motive. When yeah, you still said motive. I can. I can leave. Cool. Leave us. Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, of course, it's all legit. Oh wow. That is a. I've been crushing these perception rolls. That is a thirty-one. Um, crushing it for a wizard. Anyway, um, I... You know that you rolled a 30-something before and you didn't pass her deception, so, like, she's a very skilled liar. Um, so if she yeah. was lying, you still feel like... I mean, if she's lying, she's fucking good. Yeah, but 
the thing is, there is a certain logic in it, isn't there, Ethel? Elio, there is. Regardless of whether or not she is lying, the odds are, if we're playing it, what's more likely? I thought it strange at the time. Why merely outing this assassin? Would she just give up the hearthstone? Just give it away? Something that she needs to survive? It seemed a little too easy. Perhaps this one is right. If we could get her in here, get her cornered, we'll also have an ally. An ally who knows how to kill. Seems to me we got a perfect uh, no-lose situation, because if we bring her in here, we got a dead body. We just say, it was this. It was the astrologer. And then if she says, here's the hearthstone, we just go. But if she's That's like, true. ah, excuses, excuses, bullshit, bullshit, then we kill her. Ethel, that's a great point, mate. I like it, Ethel. I like it very much, though I am uh, so hurt. (laughs) I am too. I could do some healing as well. (laughs) I mean, this is fucked. Who took uh, field medicine? Was that you, uh, Ethel? Yeah, I can give. I can heal two. I can heal two. I can for an action. I can heal each of us two d eight hit points if I make my medicine. Well, it's better than nothing. I mean, this is a brutal way to like face a boss. Like, I don't really know that we have the, the stuff, but let's take some rounds to do this, at least. All right. That's a pass for me. That's a pass for Aldo. That's natural 20 for uh, for uh, you, Joe. Nice. Um, does that mean anything? Yeah, a, I think it's double. Uh, I think it is. There's some kind of bonus. I can't remember. I believe it is double, I think. And I'm not uh, even, like, making a joke. Uh you're treating wounds, right? Skill. Yeah, it's treat yeah. wounds. You can do treat wounds as an action. Then you're immune to it for the rest of the day. Yeah, but I, th- I think you get double on a crit. Yeah, All right. that's double. All right, yeah, you get awesome. double. So and what's then, done? Are you, um, Eris, were you hurt? I was fine. I passed uh, the check. Form. And I can soothe two more times. It's a level one spell. But before I do, I would like to ask Kavriki, like, what are her weaknesses? Um, what's mm. good to use against her before I blow those slots? She is uh, very powerful. Night hags, they, they draw power from the... Oh, wait, she has a different voice. She is... Uh, I forgot her voice. She is very powerful. These night hags, they draw power from their hot stone. Uh, she can cast spells. Spells that mess with your mind, with your dreams, both... While you are awake and asleep, she has the power of the shadows at her command. She, she is dangerous, but but your numbers alone should be able to take her out. Is she kind of maybe not as receptive to other mental spells being cast on her? I have not heard such things. Um, I'm sure she has some resistances, but she never disclosed them to me. I never saw her character sheet. <laughs> she probably has a really high will save, if nothing else. Uh, Skid, you heal seven seven points. Of, you heal seven, and Joe, you heal twelve. Nice. Cool. You can you. try to recall knowledge on night hags just to see if you can get some more. Yeah, like, I feel like maybe yeah. maybe Eris like knows about other types of witches. Um, so let's roll this dice. Um, recall knowledge is rolling. It could be, uh, for this one, um, Planes or Arcana. Let's do Arcana. I'm trained in that. 
Nine. So that's um, a 23. All right, 23, I can tell you... Arcana, I know. Anyways, uh, that they do... uh, She... They typically do have resistance against mental. All right. Against mental. Um, okay. How are you uh, feeling, Aldo? Uh, I'm in bit of a bit of a tough, rough way still. Not feeling quite up to snuff. Oh, are you still feeling a little bad? And she, like, puts her hand... <laughs> On your back against Wait, the like You him. already did him once. <laughs> you already no, no, did no. him once. Do, do you feel again. worse than Aldo? Most definitely. Oh, I, I, re- think I, I feel, feel pretty worse. terrible as well. No, oh. I'm worse than both of you. I see I how this terrible. is. Everyone wants me to tell them that they're going to be a I little could better. Use, I could use a back soothing. Oh. <laughs> how does the soothing work exactly? Um, The soothing... Are you gonna like touch uh, us I, with the, with I, the grace, mouth? I don't need to touch you, I guess. Um, <laughs> Just a chicken hand, bro. I Just grace a chicken your hand. mind and boost your mental defenses and heal wounds. So I feel like the main point of this is um, you gain plus two status bonus to saves against mental effects. Yeah, that's that's huge for too. a minute. Yeah, huge. That's great. But then you also hear one d ten plus four. I should warn you. There are some wounds in there that just aren't going to heal, no matter how hard you how hard you try. Okay. All right. All right. Let's pass that around. And uh, Skin, can't you heal us? Can't you heal yeah. us all? I can give each of you two elixirs of life. Amazing. So that would be two d six plus two uh, healing for each of you. We just well. roll it for ourselves. And I don't need yeah. any, just so you know. Don't count me. And wait. Okay. So two d six plus two per elixir, or no, to- for for both. A total of two d six. A total of two d six plus two. Yeah. Okay, that elixir actually does right. gets me pretty well up there. I'll drink oh. mine. Oh. Grab your roll. You got seven total. Uh, and then can I? Can you please soothe me? I get one d ten plus four. Uh, oh, okay. Come on, Eris, please. I need okay. no soothing. It's going to be all right. Don't worry. Nothing's going to come out and take you while you sleep and eat you. Um, I don't know why I'm rolling. Um, you said it was 1d10 plus 4. Yeah, I know. I just like rolled a d20 for no reason. I rolled a natural 20. Oh, oh well, let's oh. just say it's a 10. That's, right. that's a 10. So 14. Yeah. Let's roll it. Oh, no, okay. You could say a d20 Wait. is a d10. Okay. <laughs> Troy's not saying anything. I'll so sleep just fine. fine. Troy's not paying attention. <laughs> Perfect. Blue under 14. the radar. You it's like rolling points. a D6 for that. a D3. You can't do it's like, that. No, it's going to roll a D10. Oh, okay. Yeah. You get eight points. That's worth I rolled a four. God <laughs> damn it. You dirty cheaters. This is you so soothe me as well. The minute Dad turns his back. Really? <laughs> okay. Wait, I thought you said you were going to be fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm going to be fine. I mean, there are some things I'll be fine about, but you know. Okay, no but more. But you could use Don't the bonus, too. You could use the bonus as I well. You could use the bonus. What Don't is the bonus? What is the bonus? Plus two oh. to mental against mental effects? Saves for, against For yep. one minute. Oh, yep. yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah, so like, we got to set up the trap. It's not going to. Yeah, we can't right. do like a conversation. I'll pass on the soothing. Are you sure? 
Yeah, like I said, there are some things you just don't come back okay. from. Okay, well, you know, I owe other... you one for the whittling of the wood, if you know what I mean. The guy from the other room is, like, sitting next to you now. He's like, can I get some of that soothing? <laughs> come Ethel on, just gives him, like, lady. Just shoves him back into the, the other room. <laughs> I give them an intimidating glare. <laughs> oh, oh, no, rats. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so what do you want to do? Do you want to try and take her on in this tiny little room? Do you want to lure her into another room? Um, what, what, is your, what is your strategy here? I think the tiny little room is going to give us the biggest advantage because if she's going to try to get off spells, we can. I can get off. I for at least can get off attacks of opportunity. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of room to maneuver. Yep. Agreed. But of course, we we can get. We don't have to start the fight immediately. We're going to offer her the body of Dolteth. Saying he turned on us, we had to kill him, and now you can hand over the hand over the, the heartstone. It's true, Kavriki will not be happy with that, but we don't work you, for you. Kavriki. Just need the heartstone. Yeah, I don't work for Kavriki. All right, I work um, for this guy and this rat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, what's the plan here? How do you do this? Do you go out there and do we goes out there? Do we say? Do we say that it's the dead body because we do have the option with your old buddy Atticus to? Uh, hide the body and make this guy just appear alive like Why? standing in the room he was the guy and say it's him but he can't really talk I mean he makes sounds and stuff like that but I can't, he can't really sound like himself exactly to say he's um, it was him sorry he tried to attack us we had no we had no choice but to respond yeah maybe I'll make an illusion of him like gagged and like bound yeah just so that you know she doesn't think that well, we the, just killed off somebody and said that it was she's a a hag, like she's gonna be able to see through your illusion. Like if, if anyone's gonna make that will save, it's a, it's a, it's her. So That's I would just, true. why not? I, why lie? We killed him. Okay. Um. Well, we are lying, <laughs> but well, why, why pile on to the lie? Yeah. Um. Well, because he could be a combatant. Is what I'm saying. Like, uh, like my, it's not just like a figment. Like he, it's a, uh, an illusion that can like, attack her. But that's fine. Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's see what she says. All right. So who goes out to bring her in? Oh, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do we? Are we concerned about uh, Amanetta not even being interviewed? Like, do we need to do a show of interviewing Amanetta before we pull her in and say we know who it is? Let's I just don't go. think so. If we've like, if we, we found can just the say he was like, is. "I'll kill you, never find out." Yeah. And then we had to this kill him. Is, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Ethel will go out and uh, be like, uh, "Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, we, yes. uh, 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 hi, um, yeah, we have a, we have a, we have a results. You want to come uh, confer with us in the other room? You do. That was quicker than I expected. Well, you get someone. You get what well, you pay for." I will, will I see. It seemed like there was a bit of commotion, but I did not want to stare. Yeah, we'll, ex- we'll explain everything if you just... Uh... Right, I entrusted you with this mission. Let me come into my quarters here. Mm-hmm. Would you hold my hand? Uh, sure. It's been a while since a man touched me like you touched me. I'll be honest, it's been a while since I've been touched in any way. <laughs> All right, I'm here now. What is show me, Dolfeth? What he's is he tied up? 
He looks like he's tied up. Right, he's, he's dead. He's dead. Right, he's dead. He's just got a body there. Was it? I, I, I explicitly told you if you found the person to tell me and that I would meet out justice. Well, you see, remember when I came out and um, let you know what was going on? Yes. He set off a trap and attacked us. A trap? We defended ourselves. I told you about this and you told me to figure it out, so we did. Yes, he said, um, he, he said that he, would, he had an escape plan or something. He said, you will all die and I will find my way out of here. And Ethel, it was, cut him down before he could do so. Dolph. I hit him. I hit him with my hammer. Dolfeth, I, I mean, I did suspect him, but he is not the violent sort. No, he, he was not. In fact, he was rather uh, unviolent. Poison is a coward's weapon, after all. He shut off the poison and then fly, tried to flee from the room. He wanted no physical fight with us at all. He just wanted to kill us and make his escape, so he couldn't possibly tell you that he was the one who had set you up. And of course he's the one who set you up, because he didn't do the deed himself. He had it outsourced to those who had the, the wherewithal to fight you, or fight your people at least. And you saw him trying to, like, you know sweet talk us before we came into this room and distract us and yeah yes I suppose it all adds up I just wish I had the opportunity to speak with him and let him know the hurt that he caused me but you are certain he was the culprit oh indeed 100% 110% 110% and so, with that, I'd very much appreciate the hostel. Yes, I believe you have earned this. I went to great pains to retrieve one of these, but a small price to pay to do it again for my life, I suppose. And she, like, wraps it up in a cloth. Here, may you uh, enjoy your travels whether it be here in Dilathleen or elsewhere. Can I examine it? See if it's authentic? Yeah. Hey. Alright. Do an arcana. You will forgive uh, us. We are indeed uh, unfamiliar with the artifact. We must take a Well, it is very powerful. I would be very careful with that. Yes. Its of magic course. will linger. I'll, and I'll detect magic position. while he's looking at it more closely. I'll just see if it's even magical. What is this casting you are doing here? Oh, it's just a simple Strength. detect magic. I want to make sure it is indeed emanating the magic you say it does. It may not. You, it is a magic you would not see, uh, as it is only magical in my possession. And even outside of my possession, the magic fades. So you may not detect the magic as you normally detect it. And what did you roll, Aldo? Uh, 32. Uh, it is not a heartstone. It is okay. a, a large jacinth, uh, probably worth a couple thousand uh, gold. Certainly a sly substitute, uh, but not the real thing. Uh, Are we okay. all done here? Yes, I well, guess you're right. It is a magic we are unable to detect. And Atticus is just getting ready to yes, yes, this is quite precious. Very impressive. And we do appreciate the gift. However, and he's like kind of tucking it into his belt pouch. He's like, however, it is not 
quite what we agreed upon. So, as a result, we are going to have to kill you. I'm very sorry. And I sever with my kukuri. Kukuri. My kukuri. My kukuri. Right in the back. You are bonus fools. Roll for initiative. Oh, my goodness. Oh, baby. Oh, man. If ever you want to get a good one. <laughs> I mean, you've got her completely surrounded. <laughs> uh, Jack. Shut up! I'm going to need another beef stick. <laughs> yeah, for real. Shit's going long, Boy, bro. I rolled a exceptionally bad initiative. Uh, 31 for Aldo. Nice. Aldo. Uh, Ethel? Uh, 22. 22 for Ethel. Eris? 21. 21, okay. And Atticus? And 23 for Atticus. Oof! All right, so we're going to go a little longer because I'd love to wrap this up rather than. And now Cindy's character is here! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. Let's see here. You guys are a little beat up, but you did do some healing after that poison uh, did significant damage, especially to Aldo. Um, but you do have her surrounded in this tiny little room. Uh, Atticus, is that where you wanted to stand? Uh, I wanted to stand as far away from her as possible. So I was trying to like duck into this little secret room thinking she'd be in the other corner. Uh, I mean, I think that we need to be, you know, Eris yeah. needs to be right next to her. There's no way we would position ourselves anywhere other than we knew we were going to fight her. So Eris would be right next to her and Atticus would be behind. Never quite done a combat like this. Let's see how it goes. It's uh, Aldo's turn. Alright, Aldo is going to shake up a vial of bottled lightning and throw it right into her face. (laughs) Ah! Uh, Ah. Oh, that is a 32. 32 to hit. Okay, now is that... um... Is that... Uh, oh, forget it. Um, sorry. B- b- 32 to hit is a hit. Okay. Uh, ooh. Oh. Boxcars on the damage. Oh, dude. Uh, amazing. 16 points oh. of damage. And I think there's something else, some other effects. Uh, Surprise? Uh, yeah, it would be a little surprising. And then he's going to throw a... Of acid. He's going to throw acid on her. Uh, that is, oh, that's a 27? 27's a miss. Okay. Uh, so she takes um, four points of acid damage. With your new John Ski. Okay. Great. Um, anything else or is that it? Uh, I'm just going to do a... Lightning has Yeah, I'm going to do a knowledge check to see if she has any weaknesses. Probably should have mm-hmm. done this first. Uh, that would be 31. Uh, she's weak to cold iron. Cold iron. Okay. Cold iron. If you've got a cold iron, use it. And Eris knows that she has some resistances to mental damage, but she's weak to cold iron. Um, okay. It is Atticus's turn. Oh, boy. This is very, very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> the woman who set this up is nowhere to be seen. Freaky, no, she, uh, her plan was she is going to distract people outside. You can hear in the distance. 
Last <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she was not going to come in and, and stabby stab. Oh, away. she was going to distract no. the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and she's flat. And, and the curtain she's, is closed she's, behind she's us. Flat-footed? Right. Okay. She's flat footed until the start of my next turn. Okay. Great. That's huge. And can I just ping uh, where she is? Is this her right in the middle of the room? We have her uh-huh. surrounded, or is this her in the corner? No, no, that's uh, Dolfeth in the corner. He's dead. Right. So she's smack in the middle of the room. Wow, this is a wild situation. Um, okay, then <laughs> uh, I am going to open then with a three-action bone shaker on her. Oh, nice. uh, going right to the bone. Going right to the bones, dude. And uh, that is a fortitude save. Going to try to avoid that will. Go fortitude. Let's see how she does on fort. Okay, um, great. So... Here we go. Let's get Neon Greensy out. That is going to be a 34. Joe looks distressed. No, that was awesome. It is 3d8 damage, and I rolled three sevens. Oh, wow. Uh, But you succeeded. Um, So it's half? Not a critical success, right? uh, Yes, it's half. So you take 10 points of damage. Okay. And points of, I believe, blood, yeah, 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And I will, um, <laughs> free action. Ethel, do you want me to push her against the wall? Or do you want her to stay right in melee with you? Because I can move her bones. Uh, better <laughs> if she stays in melee with me. Okay. And he will just let it go. So 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Uh, okay, great. Guys really litter up here. Uh, and yeah, it looks Ethel's. like her uh, fucking uh, fortitude save is pretty good in addition to her will save. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell you more later uh, as to that. Uh, it is Ethel's turn, though. I'm telling you, I real bad initiative, which which kind of changes the entire combat yeah. uh, for what I had planned. All right, yeah, Ethel's going to double slice, hammer and, ha- hammer and hatchet. Oh, God. Uh, not great rolling. Okay, uh, that is going to be a 28 on the Warhammer and a 29 on the Hatchet. Miss. Really? Uh, oh, no. Flat-footed? So close. Oh, flat-footed. Those yeah. are both hits. Yes. Both hits. Nice. Yes. Oh, thank you, for the win. I got Amazing. the little foot on there, and I forgot. Okay. This is, I mean, I'm gonna, guess what I get to do on the first episode? I get to flens you, bro. Yes, flens. Oh, you flens, bro. Flens. Let's deal with let's deal with the damage first, though. So from the warhammer, that's going to be ooh, uh, twenty-two points of damage. Oh, my and from God. the from the hatchet, Molly hatchet. That's going to be ooh, fourteen points of damage. Okay, and then third action will be the flensing strike. Uh, uh, so that is going to, you're going to take 2d8 uh, persistent bleed damage. <laughs> weapon, uh, so 2d8 persistent bleed damage. Uh, and you are flat-footed, which you, until the end, of, so you're flat-footed for a little longer. Stands, yeah. And any resistances to any physical damage types are reduced by five. Uh, wow. That's wow. cool. So 2d8 persistent damage at the end of her turn, which will then roll a, a flat, flat check, check to see if it stops. So yeah, okay. so Ethel just 
like slams into her chest with the with the hammer, and then just does like a massive slice across her face, across her yeah. face, maybe. Yeah. This she's is just like bleeding. This awesome. is her nightmare. Yeah, we are real. her nightmare. Yeah, we love that's being right. a nightmare. Um, yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Um, all right, it's her turn. The only one she beat in initiative was Eris. Uh, the first thing she's going to do is cast a spell, which will provoke um, both. Uh, Eris, do you have a weapon? You have sure. your claws it's now. It's just right? Ethel. It's just, just yeah, Ethel. You don't have that reaction. Yeah. Oh, uh, Natty 18. That is a. <laughs> uh, uh, 37 to hit? Thirty-seven's a hit. <laughs> is that a, oh, not quite a Amazing, quick. dude. Wow. Okay, that's uh, 17 points of damage. Nice. Wow. I remember her resist, if she had any resistances to physical damage, they're reduced by five. All right, so here's what happens. She cast... She casts uh, invisibility, and she goes invisible. Um... And that's, let me see, that's two actions, and that's all you see. Uh, so now it's Eris's turn. And then she bleeds. Oh, and then she bleeds. That's yeah. right. All right. Do you want to roll the 2d8? Sure. Uh, five points of damage. She has taken so much damage in this first <laughs> round. Uh, and now I roll a flat check, DC 15 to stop the bleeding. Nope. I rolled a six. DC 15 to stop persistent. I love that rule. It's one of those, yeah. like, what a cool rule. It makes persistent damage terrifying. Terrifying! Yeah, that could last for six rounds. Um, okay, Eris, tough thing. She disappeared, uh, but you know she's she's hurt. There's blood all over the place. Um, the door I'm is closed, right? See, like we I, would see her curtain sh- shut. Yeah, you would see the curtain move for sure, and it didn't. I had a plan, but then she went invisible, which is like really cool of her. Um, I'm just like looking through my stuff really quick to make sure there's not something I'm missing. There might be something I'm missing. Um, I'm going to just prepare to cast a spell that I was originally wanting to cast as soon as she becomes visible. Okay, so you're gonna ready, ready in action. Yeah. Okay. When That's she two becomes actions. visible, I'm gonna do the things that I wanted to do. That's your trigger. Um, and does the trigger happen? Immediately, or does it happen at the end of? That's one thing I want to remember. Like, if she becomes visible, like, say it's not greater invisibility, right? And she takes an action. Does the trigger happen before her action, or does it happen at the end of her action? For some reason, I remember reading that like her action happens, and then the trigger. In Um, in first edition, it was before. Are you saying in second edition it's after? Also, I could be misremembering. I'm sorry. What were you readying? Um, I'm specifically readying um, my a spell, organ sight. I, I don't think you can. I think no. readying is two actions to ready a one action thing. Oh. So really, you can only really ready like swinging a sword, I think. Choose All a right. single action or free action you can use. Yeah. Oh, wow, you can't ready spells. That's why yeah, that's that why sense. I said he, he would ready shield last time. Because like, he couldn't mm-hmm. ready a two action spell. Um... Let me... So she's invisible, so that means I can't attack her. Well, I'm just you can, gonna hold. You can, can do attack. a seek action. You can do a yeah. seek action. A it's a perception action. check uh, to... Yeah, because we just can't yeah. see her. She would still give off other clues. There might be little things she's stepping on on the floor or the what? way that something and moves on the wall. We did surround her. Yeah. Um, 
You could follow I, the trail of blood, the gallons of blood that she's leaking. Yeah, Maybe but, that would give no, us but, some kind of for a real, clue. That's, as that's, to that's where what she the is. perception check is for. Like I guess so, exactly that. So basically, right now she's uh, invisible to you. You can use the seek action, which is a perception check, to try and figure out her location, which would make her hidden to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd still, if you were trying to do something, you have to roll a flat check because she's she's still hidden to you. But it's like one step. The flat check's slightly easier. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so roll a perception check. I'm just trying perception. to remember what the DC is. Uh, you set the DC. I, I Well, whatever. No, it obviously, should be. Obviously, you set the DC, but it's... Uh, All right, so the target becomes probably invisible. probably against her stealth DC with a bonus for the invisibility. Because if you're invisible, it doesn't mean that, like, if you're an unstealthy person, you could still be, like, a bull in a china shop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so the target's invisible. That makes it undetected, though the creatures can attempt to find the target, making it hidden. That's what you're trying to do. Um, so it's a seek action. I just need to know the DC. The DC is her stealth DC. It must be. Without it's even a bonus. DC? Yeah, because all it does is move her to hidden. She's still hidden. Right, right, right. Okay. I'm stalling to see if someone says anything in the chat. Um, if that's the case. <laughs> Corman2317 <laughs> says, she I'm might stealing. be screaming, I'm in plants. <laughs> yeah. You can use a seek action to Take attempt to figure out an invisible creature's location, making it hidden from you. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't Where's think it's stealth to see, stealth DC, because she doesn't have a stealth DC. She doesn't have stealth. Oh, well then, yeah. it's going to be really easy to find her. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's stealth. Uh, okay. Um, when invisible, you can't see. Creatures can see. Oh, wait, no. If a creature succeeds a perception check against your stealth DC, you become hidden. Yeah. You're right. Wow, because you're crazy. not finding her. She's just hidden. Right. Like, I wonder if invisible condition gives you a bonus to your stealth. Um, why would it? It, it, it gives invisible. you a bo- The bonus that it gives you is it is when you succeed, you're still hidden. You know All what right, I mean? So like, it's, it's still going to be just a flat DC 10 try, uh, perception check. Oh, yes. I rolled a... I rolled a 24. All right, so uh, you... She is... So you, you basically, you know where she is? Yeah, she's and you, and you take a 25% basically... It's a DC... Whatever, God, DC... I, I had this down It's a DC 5 flat check, still. Um, wherever she is. Well, I'm gonna try to slash her with my nails. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to like grab out at her. Like oh, I kind of think I know where you are, you sneaky little <laughs> minx. And then she like <laughs> <laughs> reaches out with her nails and like tries to slash at her. Um, okay. Um, sorry, DC eleven. DC eleven uh, for hidden. Okay, but she's, you still hit that. Um, but that tells you what space she's in as well? Or no, you're still guessing the space, right? This is the thing that I read this morning, and I com- completely just fell out of my brain. <laughs> like, because yeah. I'm supposed to roll the attack for you, and I'm supposed to roll the flat check, so you don't know if you hit or not. Um, and I'm just trying to remember. I, there's this there's well, one little step we're skipping about, like, you she don't knows know, the I know what space. Yeah, I know what space you occupy, but little else, you're barely perceptible by me. Um, she knows right. the space. You do know the space. All right, so what's your attack bonus? 
my attack bonus mm-hmm. is claws plus what? Um, it's um. If you were going to attack, you, you just claws rolled it. You literally just rolled it. No, no, I rolled to find Stop out shouting. where she was. Oh, you this only is, rolled perception. This is a brawling thing. Yeah. So whatever your claws attack is, what's that number? How do you roll for brawling? It should just say like under your weapons, claws. Or plus, say, it may also say like oh, fist okay. or unarmed, and then it'll give you some the attack rolls on that. It's a feat. It should right, so add should, it sure. here. The eldritch nails. Yeah, it should just be your unarmed attack then. Yeah. Which should be what? under your weapons. Oh, under okay. melee offenses, melee. Melee. Fist. Sorry, I'm like using a different character sheet than all of you, and it does like that is not on here. Okay. Um, <laughs> are there any attacks at all on there? Under weapons, yeah. no. No. Under melee, there's no numbers. No, you have to like manually add everything. I'm using the path builder two e thing, um, so it doesn't. It's, it's plus ten plus your um. Our decks are uh, are uh, claws finesse weapons. I, I would assume they are. Well, she's just doing one attack. Though. No, but but it, oh, but, it but might that's use not dex, agile. That's dex no. as opposed to strength. Finesse, you would use your deck, so it would be ten plus your decks would be the attack. If you're not trained in melee fighting. I don't know anything about that. They're in the brawling group and have the agile and are not unarmed traits. It doesn't say anything about finesse. All right, do agile and unarmed. Your, so it's strength. not finesse. It uses your strength. Okay. And you're unarmed. I don't unarmed. have any. <laughs> All right, so 10 plus... So just, just 10. 10. Okay. Um, all right. Um, and then what is it? A flat check DC 5? DC 11. You see 11. Um, all right, so you just, you scratch in that area, and you don't feel like you find purchase upon anything. Dang it! <laughs> God! Well, we know she's, but if you point it, but we see that she's in that, that corner. Yeah, you feel like she is um, right in the middle back. And so Eris can tell you that, but you attacked there and didn't feel anything. All right, um, blah, 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 round two. It is Aldo's turn. All right, Aldo is going to throw a another acid bomb at that square. Okay, what's your attack bonus? Uh, plus sixteen. Okay. Um. All right, so the bomb. <laughs> this is where it gets stupid. Like, it's just splash damage. No, it's not. Okay. What? Well, it's not. It's not hit. Uh, it didn't hit her. You know what I mean? That's why it's. I hate these stupid GM rules. The checks. It's fucking dumb. Uh, so I, you missed. So it's okay. splash damage. What's right. the, so it's just uh, four, four points. Four points of splash damage. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, same again. Same again. Uh, plus twelve, or plus eleven. Sorry, plus eleven. Okay. Uh, yeah, same thing. More okay. splash four damage. More points. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you can't just roll the like try to target you and just roll the flat check. That's They're what he's doing. Supposed to have the GM roll it, so I'm rolling it. I just don't like it. I don't like that. Yeah, no, then don't, don't do it. it. You don't yeah, have to yeah. do anything you don't like. No, I know, but like it, I understand the spirit of it too. So, it, it, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense in this case though because we know she's you there. know where she's there. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, also, uh, button mash makes a good point, which I, I've I've seen before. It is an action to point out a creature that you know where it is and no one else. Does. I think Kate had an action left. Though, so. We also well, could. Yeah. Just say had an action. Slash, I was, yeah, no, I was trying to like yeah, grab at her, but also scratch. Why her are you with attacking my nails? that empty square? Extremely small room. She's right here. <laughs> We gotta talk to that weird witch later. <laughs> uh, all right, Aldo. I'm sorry, buddy. Do you have anything left after those? Uh, I'm gonna try to do an aid. Can I do an aid with Arcana? Yeah. So save like, that for when it triggers. And who do you want right. to help? Uh, I'm gonna help Ethel. Ethel. Okay. Uh, it's Atticus's turn. Uh, okay, Atticus is going to... Man, because I'm running the stream, I keep clicking on the broadcast to move my mini. <laughs> I've done that. Uh, I've done that before. Yeah. Uh, Atticus is going to move down, now knowing exactly where she is. And taking no penalty, because he's so talented. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to use one of my new jaws. It's a little fourth level spell you've all heard of, though I don't know if you know how it works in 2E. The dark spell. <gasps> a spell oh. of the darkness as, as uh, Atticus moves more and more towards the dark. A little spell called Enervation. Oh, Ooh. very nice. And you are welcome to continue being invisible. I truly don't care. And this line of negative energy just goes straight through to the back of the room, hitting any creature in its line, unaffected by your hidden nature. Really? Wow. Because it's, unless I'm reading it wrong, but it is essentially an AOE. There is no attack roll. You don't need line of sight. It is a 30-foot line and affects every creature in the line. So she's in that line. That's great. Yeah. So uh, it is a fortitude save. All right, you know she's got Juicy Fort. Juicy Fort. I need a Let's low see. roll. I need a fun bony. All right, I rolled a three. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, uh, let's see, that's going to be a total of a 25. Whoa! A 25 <laughs> is a failure. Yes! There yes. Go. There yes. <laughs> you are drained one, and you will take 4d8. Persistent negative damage. <laughs> Holy shit! Wait, the Wait. darkness is real. Holy shit! Holy shit! All right, drained. Wow. Uh, you take a status penalty equal to your unconsciousness. So my fort goes down mm-hmm. one by one. Uh, my fort oh. save. I also lose a number of hit points equal to my level times the drain value, and my max hit point. Holy shit, and I don't get those back even though drain oh no drain doesn't decrease till I get a full night's sleep. Yeah. We were drained once in one of these dreams, yeah. I think. Yeah. It was yeah. no fun. Yeah. Holy oh, that shit. fail is huge. That natural That's three. Huge. I mean, dude, a natural four is a success. That's you know, that was huge. <laughs> this is her last Christmas. Christmas. This is her last Christmas. <laughs> Very nice right, day so, you gave it away and you were drained. That's right. So she takes damage, and she's uh, got, got that minus one to her fort save. Wow. And d- Okay, all right. Uh, bu- bu- sorry, bu- bu- sorry. Let's not forget. 4d8 persistent yeah. negative energy. Now, is she... Did she, she doesn't take that till her turn. It's right, the, the, the start the of her turn. End then, of her turn. She it's takes the end of it. her turn. The end yeah. of her turn. 
And then she rolls the flat. So check, it doesn't tick uh, before that, before the right. end of her turn. Okay. No. Right. Still time. brutal. Uh, we'll see what you roll. Uh, it's Ethel's turn. Okay, Ethel uh, is going to step forward, first action, <laughs> and then uh, second and third action, we'll do a double slice. And I, I aid. And you aid, so what, I'm adding plus two. Yep. And what do you? what is your explanation of your aid? You're like, hey! Uh, <laughs> look at that telltale shimmering around the edges that you can, that any undivisible creature, aim for that. I love that. Right. You still have to roll, Skid. Did you hit it? I did roll. Yeah, okay. Well, it got natty 17. So do you want do you want to roll the flat check, Troy? Or am I rolling? I'm so. No, you can roll the flat check. Fuck this. Uh, yeah. So DC, uh, she's it's DC eleven now because you know what square she's in. Yeah. yeah. No, but she's still hidden. She's still uh, no, she's undetected to you, right? Or did Eris no, do? Is that enough to detect? When her? she points out, it's it becomes hidden. Okay, gotcha. All right, so yeah, DC 11. 11. Basically, hidden is defined as you know the loca- general location of the creature, but almost nothing else about where they are in that space. It's so yeah, funny. I, it's like a typical like Pathfinder prep. I had oh. this down cold, and it just <laughs> fell out of my brain as we started. I passed the flat check on both for both attacks. Okay. And I rolled an 18 and a 16. Natural 18, natural 16. Oh, what, what so are the for totals? The, for the Warhammer, that's going to be a 27. And for the Hatchet, that's going to be a... Uh, or 37. And for the Hatchet, that's going to be a 33. <laughs> Those are two hits. Yes. Okay. okay. She's well, flat, her flat-footed she's no ends longer, at the end of no her longer turn. flat-footed. Oh, at the start of your turn. Okay. Yeah, it's... Okay, so... Uh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, 16 points of damage from the Warhammer, bludgeoning. Okay. And then... That will be 12 points of damage slashing from the hatchet. Oh my god. Okay. And that's your turn, right? And that's my turn. And because I don't, I use a third action move, I can't do the flensing spike. Alright, so I put all my eggs in this one fucking basket to try to pull this off. Alright, so she comes out of in- invisibility. Bad idea. I as sure. she, because she is casting a spell. And so as she is casting that spell, she is casting that spell on Ethel. That provokes, though, right? Oh, that no, provokes. because she's she's casting it. The only thing that's making her visible is she she's casting an offensive spell. You know what I mean? So she's invisible. She's casting the spell on you, and she becomes visible. So that doesn't provoke. after the time for your AOO has passed, your reaction ability has passed. Is that what you're saying? Troy? Yeah. If she was visible and cast, you cast it. But she's the only reason things is making her visible is the casting of the spell. So, so it already like happened. She casts the spell, and then she becomes visible because it is a hostile spell. Give me a... <laughs> this is huge. This is really, really huge. Um, just need to see what the fucking thing is. Where is it? Okay, there it is. Uh, give me a will save at a minus two because you're flat-footed to her while she's invisible. Okay. All right. Use a different die. Uh, yeah, let me use this thing. Flat-footed is a minus to everything, including will saves? No, it's this. she has this power called Spell Ambush. A creature oh, flat-footed cool. takes a minus two penalty to save, so that's why I wanted to go invisible first, because it empowers uh, the attack. That's I cool. Am, spell Ambush. Yeah. I think I'm going to use my hero point to re-roll. Ooh. I rolled a 12, which is a real tweener. I feel like this is going to be a, this is gonna be a real... Yeah. Uh, so You're right. Better go for But you could thing. fumble. But I could yeah. fumble. That's why we play, isn't it? And then we play. That's why we show up every morning. <laughs> oh my god! I rolled a twelve on my first roll, which is going to give me a twenty-six. Will I'm sorry, twenty-four because of the minus two. 
and then I rolled a natural one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Holy... Oh my god. I was like, just don't do it. Just take the fail. Take the fail. But this is why we play the game, isn't it? She just cast Dominate on you. Your foundry. Oh no! (laughs) So, failure is... You control the target. It gains the controlled condition. But it can attempt a will save at the end of each of its turns. On a success, the spell ends. But you critically failed. Critical failure is as failure, but the target receives a new save only if you give it a new order that is against its nature, such as killing its allies. So controlled in this is you can have it do anything. So Ethel is effectively out of the fight and only gets a save if it's to kill us. Yes. But the good news is that's exactly what she's telling you to do. What? Run? Kill them. Oh. Uh, So that is the command she gives you. Uh, And now you take a whole lot of persistent damage. And now I take a whole lot of persistent (laughs) damage. I take the 2d8 and the 4d8, and then I guess it would be two separate checks to try and remove these. Ethel's Ethel's eyes, I imagine, just like cloud over and go full white. Oh, that's so... So scary. Uh, Looks like you did it as custody hearing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you critically failed on Dominate. That's amazing. All right, give me the 2d8 there, Matthew. Oh, right. I roll it. Sorry, I was waiting for you. Trying to figure Uh, out, like, what if you guys kill her with this persistent? Does the spell keep going? No, it ends when she's dead. Uh, Does it? Yeah. But you're controlled, so it's like, what is that? Oh, right. That's a good point. Uh, Eight points of damage from the 2d8. Okay. Um, She's visible now, so let me put her out there. Uh, all right, eight points of damage from the 2d8. And 19 from the 4d8. All right, she's still cooking. Uh, was that mental damage? No, that was... It was it the was, innervation m- Mine the was negative trait. damage. It doesn't mine have the was, mental trait. Mm. Yeah, I figured. It is necromancy, uh, arcane, and negative. Okay. It's basically death. It is like taking your life away as opposed to a mental thing. Purely physical. Ethel is completely dominated, and it is Eris's turn. Can you kill her before it comes back to Ethel's turn? I'm gonna try. Um, I'm gonna cast the thing that I was going to do that first time. Um, I'm casting Organ Sight, so I'm trying to see her as though she's dissected and like arrayed before me. I'm trying to find a vital organ to stab, stab with something. Um, and to do that, I need to do a recall knowledge check using medicine to spot that organ. Oh, that's cool. And I don't fully understand what that means. Well, <laughs> I know I have to roll a medicine, roll a medicine check. check yeah. And then I, I, I know what the DC, or I'll, I, I think the DC is in here somewhere. Um, and then if you hit that, then you can, what is this thing called? Organ what? Oh, um, you'll see what happens when I... If no, I but let it. me look it up just in case. Yeah, it's, it's organ sight. So if I succeed, the next time I deal piercing damage or slashing damage, I deal 4d6 additional precision damage. Oh, cool. wow. Yeah. Spell. It's like a one-two punch kind of thing. Okay. Um, all right, so you roll a medicine. You get a plus two bonus on medicine checks. 
Oh wait, recall child using medicine to spot a violator. If you have the lore skill, you can use that. You don't. Um, okay, great. So, recall some knowledge. I have a plus nine because I have an untrained on improvisation. Okay. That is a 20 medicine check. That is a 20 medicine check. What is the level of that spell? That is. Um, it is a level three spell. That's okay. Yep, you succeeded. Nice. Okay, nice. so I like got her all right out in front of me, and I see her heart or something, or yeah. like her liver or whatever. It's um, like, did you guys ever play that Mortal Kombat when the fatalities would sometimes like slow down and show you the internal organs of the creature? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's exactly like what's a, happening right now. I'm focusing. I'm taking out my kukri, and I'm going to stab at that. Clancy Noct says the, pan- the pancreas wouldn't be very fast, but it would be painful. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that was two actions. You've got one action left. Is your, is your next action to draw the kooky, or did you already have it up? Hmm. I don't oh. know if I already had it out. I feel like, I feel like maybe we could imply it, but, I mean, no, I was trying to grab her last round with my nails. All right, so you can so draw you the kooky so it's ready no, to go. No, no. So you know what? Telekinetic projectile, something sharp in the room that can do piercing Ooh, damage. Like and a broken crack pipe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to do that. All right. That's one action. Telekinetic projectile. Um, make a spell attack roll. Let's see. Yeah, you should have a spell. Oh, that's telekinetic projectiles. Two actions. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Can't you just claw her? Yeah, I'll claw her with my sharp nails, I guess. All right. Roll a d20 and add 10. Roll a d20 and add 10. Oh, shit. Crack die. That went crazy. 14, 24. That's a miss. Good hit, though. serious? Those sharp claws would have done it. serious? That's okay. Because now you can next round draw the kukri and kill away if she's not already dead. It is. Round three. And it's Aldo's turn. Aldo, she's on the ropes. Hey, Ethel has been dominated. All right. I'm going to try probably see that this is happening to Ethel. I'm going to try to free him before he goes, if I possibly can. By killing her, I'm going to throw another bottle of lightning. Uh, that is, oh, that is a oh, fucking fast math. Uh, 29. 29 to hit. Yes. <sighs> She's not. Is she flat-footed still? No. Let's trying to make her flat-footed. All right. Well... All right, I'll do it again. I'll do yeah. it again. She's hard to hit. Uh, she sure is. Um, sorry, and I can't read these dice. Yeah, another <laughs> miss. Uh, I'm just gonna try to. Well, um, that's uh, uh, that, I'll throw another one. Do any, do any of those have 20. splash skin? Uh, yeah, actually they do. Okay, so that's eight points of splash, and I'll, I'll throw another one. That's a another miss, but another. Uh, for, okay, so that's 12 points of splash damage. You know, nothing wrong with 12 points of splash damage yeah. when she's on the ropes like this. Yeah. Uh, all right, and now uh, Atticus's turn. Uh, Atticus, <laughs> you stand in the dark lane. 
This Wait. is it, by the way. This is it. It's this your is a turn, question. The question. And then it's turn. Yeah, the question is: Is Ethel? You know what? You guys play this however you want. I don't think Ethel's <laughs> going to see this coming. Atticus is going to. I'm going to say that Atticus knows what's going on here. Like <laughs> the whites of the eyes. All of a sudden, he goes rigid. She touched him. We know she's a mental controlling kind of uh, uh, creature. He's not going to mess around, and he's going to try to snap Ethel out of it while also doing some damage. And he's just going to fire a lightning bolt straight through Ethel and her at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can hit Ethel too? He's going to hit Ethel too. Uh, so, uh, reflex save? Reflex save. Okay. All right. Don't fumble, man. I did. Right. 27. I ro- okay. I rolled pretty high. Uh, I rolled very high. 34. I rolled great. I rolled great. Uh, okay, but you guys both passed, so you take half damage. Let me just look at her hit points. All right, so. I rolled a 31. So that's, uh, what, 15. 15. 15 points of electricity damage. She's still up. <laughs> God damn it. You know, Troy, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> You're not. I'm just if saying. I didn't know what was happening next, I, I would. I certainly uh, would would fudge a roo here. But uh, now it's Ethel. Ethel's can I go turn. to the bathroom then? Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, Ethel is uh, right in the middle. Can attack literally anyone: Eris, Atticus, or Eldo. Hold on a second. Is this also like uh, this commanding? Is this just free? Does it have an action associated with it? Does not have an action? No action. Oh, oh, great. It even says doesn't count against her actions, or typically doesn't count against her actions. Um, So I'm going to have you do three attacks, and then you'll get to roll your will save. Because even though you fumbled, this is the one condition that allows you. I could also. I could have just said like, wake up. Well, wait. Why doesn't he roll his will save before he starts swinging it? This is the command that triggers it. It's at the end of your turn. It's the okay. failure is it gains the controlled condition but can attempt a will save at the end of its turn. Right, but unless read, it tries read to the hit fumble. One of us. Unless yeah. it tries to issue a command that is against its. But it's as failure, which allows the will save at the end of the turn. But the whole point is the target gets that save only if I try to command it to do something. So it's as failure. The that failure seems... condition is you get to roll that save at the end of the turn. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you changed like the, the command you're doing is against the creature's nature at the beginning of his turn. That's right. But the, that first, as failure, as yeah, a but failure, then it means, modifies it. But but then the but then it modifies. But the, the target receives stuff. a new save. Right. But the point is, like, if I don't tell you to harm your allies or kill yourself, you don't get that save. The I only think, thing that allows you to get that save at the end of your turn is if I, I think that's on the failure. It's like, oh, if you if you just fail at the end of each turn, every six seconds, you can get a new save. Now Here's the, the way you if did you, it. It changes. You get the new save if you issue a command. No, because that, that makes it better than uh, failure. Failure. No, if you, you just failed, leave. I could be like, attack your allies with all three actions, and you would have to do it, and then you get the will save. No, with I think critical the, the failure is you could say leave. That's not against my nature, and I would never stop being under your control unless right. I pass that save at the end of the turn. In this case, you're saying, oh, you want me to do something actively against my nature? I get the save. Uh, the chats agreeing with me. I'm going to stick with my uh, interpretation. Uh, But here's the good news. I'm going to let you attack each person once. um, And we'll do it... uh, Why don't we start with with Eris? Why? (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. I'll roll randomly uh, for uh, the first person. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, All right, so the first person is Aldo. 
and then one, two, three, four. Second person is <laughs> got Aldo three times, uh, four times, five times would have been Aldo. Uh, all right, then the next person is Atticus. So Aldo first attack, Atticus second attack, Eris third attack. Uh, which weapon would you prefer? Since this is bullshit. Um, <laughs> everyone in the chat's agreed. With you. Um, Three people agreed with you. Well, the <laughs> Everyone's agreeing with me. <laughs> Statistically, one hundred percent of people agree. It just with me. makes sense the way I'm explaining it. It's it makes like, sense to you because you want it to happen. It doesn't no, make any like, sense at you're all. You're reading it. You're reading it incorrectly. It the the failure condition would be like attack somebody and then you get a will save, or I could be like jump off a bridge and then you get a will save. Critical is jump it's off a like bridge fail- and then you get a will save. Do you realize what you just said? No, I know, but like I can no, tell you the to critical do anything. Failure, the critical failure is go wait in my office. You're under my control for the rest of your life. Sure, but if I say to do something that's against your nature, you actually get the will save that you get at the end of your turn no, as right failure. Then. Right then, no, you're, you're definitely wrong on this. Uh, I'm so definitely right. But just tell attacks. me which weapon to use. You're, you're going to feel funny when uh, the Reddit uh, explains how wrong you are. Now, okay. roll the attack against Aldo, and then Which Atticus, weapon? then Aerith. Uh, whatever does the most damage. Okay. Warhammer. Natural 2. 21. Miss. Against, oh, 21 against, against Aldo. Aldo. Miss. Miss, right. okay. Atticus Fumble. next. <laughs> Fumble. <laughs> he I think he's so distraught he doesn't take any more attack. Yeah, that's... Yeah, he's so surprised. Who's next, Atticus or Aerith? Uh, me, Atticus. Next up is Atticus. Same weapon? Uh, is that good? Whatever's easier to hit. Okay, that's a natural 17. Uh, 31 to hit. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Uh, that's all right. That is a hit. What is this spell called? Dominate? Dominate. I don't Troy's see it totally the... right. I, I read the rules, and he's right. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you believe Kate. Kate, I know I liked you. I mean, <laughs> I follow the rules. I'm a Virgo. You can't help it. 14 <laughs> points of damage, Joe. Uh, still up. Okay. And are you are you that close, Atticus? No, I was just being dramatic. Oh, it's fun. You like and turn then. to Eris and she's like, Ethel, I thought we had something going on. <laughs> <laughs> thought we were uh, connecting. Nine to hit. A nine? Nine to yeah. hit Eris. Oh I no, that doesn't hit me. It immediately kills her. Uh. <laughs> All right, it's. I it knew you liked me. Pretty damn close. Uh, didn't do, didn't quite do enough damage, but Atticus got a little beat up, and now it is her turn again. She actually gets a turn, but uh, this is not going to go well. Um, let's see. All right, so we've dominated. Okay, let's. She is going to do a. Uh, She's going to attempt to, like, her jaw unhinges, and she goes to bite Atticus. You mean Third. Aldo? No, Atticus. Pass Are you invisible? Oh, you're not? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, I, I'm coming at you, Ethel, with a 30. Uh, oh, no, you're you're on my team. I'm so, yeah, all right. So, one, two, Eris, three, four, Aldo. Uh, it's Aldo, I'm sorry. 30 against Aldo? That's uh, a hit. All right, hits Aldo for uh, nine points of damage, two points of evil damage, and now roll a fortitude save. Uh, that is a twenty-nine fortitude. 
You have contracted abyssal plague from her mouth. Right. <laughs> God, Jesus. You're drained one. As oh, no. Your, her teeth have given you the plague from the abyss. Okay. Uh, all right, so that's that's her, uh, her first action. And then for her final two actions, she will do something known as... Oh, I didn't get my will suit. Oh, yes, you do get your will suit. Crack die. It was on natural 15, but I want to be honest. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then with her final action, two actions, she will do... Sorry, I have so many fucking tabs open. Where's my night hack? All right. She'll do something called Shadow Blast. You shape the quasi-real substance of the shadow plane into a blast. Choose acid, bludgeoning, cold, electricity, fire, force, piercing, slashing, or sonic damage. Then choose a 30-foot cone, a 15-foot burst, or a 50-foot line. It deals 5d8 of the type of damage you chose to each creature in the area. I'm just going to do a 30-foot cone on all of you. Uh, two, seven, uh, 11, 18, that's 26. Everybody roll a, uh, you actually get to choose reflex or will. It says target's choice. Uh, and, it's, and it's all of us? Yeah. What kind of damage uh, is this? Uh, it's going to be uh, fire damage. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. I will take reflex. Oh. Okay. It's a 30. 33? My, will and, my will and reflex are the same. Fail. 24 reflex. All right. I was so, going to tell you, 19, it could, be a, it could be a fumble. All right, so Aldo failed and Ethel critically failed. Oh, my God. God. Holy shit. So Ethel takes 52 points of damage. Aldo takes 26. And you guys take 13. Uh, Eris and Atticus. Ugh. That doesn't have any... That has no effect on the Dominate, right? It doesn't. However, the persistent damage then kills her. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew she was ready. She was ripe. She was ripe. The only reason Destruction. I kept it... She had two hit points left after that uh, oh. final attack. Uh, with the lightning bolt, and so I had to see what Ethel could do. Uh, so she dies, and as she falls to the ground, the uh, folds of her robe open up, oh. and you see, you see her breast. You see the heartstone, the fourth gift that you'll need. Yes. Grab it. the mad parents. Yes. Grab a bunch of drugs and then wake up. <laughs> yes. I will see you in Philly for the we'll Christmas extravaganza. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Philly. Happy Thanksgiving too. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Have a migraine. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. 
This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. 